Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever live stream of Time to Roll uh, First Campaign. This is episode three of Campaign One, and uh, we are we're going to begin into some stuff. I'm being joined today by a lot of my friends, my fellow uh, fellow D and D nerds, and uh, we will uh, we'll be getting into some shenanigans. We are uh, last we left off was a while ago to us to you guys was like we took a one week break uh last we left off we were heading to keister on the uh our mission to uh go and figure out what happened to all the missing children in keister um we're going to hop right into it uh i really don't have any many announcements i guess if you want to go watch um you want to go watch this over on youtube it's going to be uploaded tomorrow at 5 30 p.m uh eastern time every pre-recorded episode is going to be on sunday 5 30 p.m uh eastern time but if we do stream on sunday it'll be uploaded on monday uh, also you can go catch us on basically every podcasting format now so if you want to go listen you can do that all right let's hop right into it we're gonna we're gonna have some fun we're getting into this shit <laughs> <laughs> give the emperor palpatine oh, oh hello everybody oh, have, have you <laughs> Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Are you, are I you, am the Senate. Are you quoting Star Wars <laughs> on my D&D stream? D&D. All right, guys. So I know it's been a long ass time for you guys and for me. I've been wanting to get back into this. Like, literally, it's all I've been thinking about for the last three weeks, it feels like. Um, but just for a refresher the last we left off uh you guys ran into um you guys the party of six turned into a party of eight uh the six leaving uh artemis uh were told that they were going to be running into uh two travelers by the name of echo and elka um somewhere along the trail uh after a brief um misunderstanding slash standoff slash or wanting to kill people um we uh were able to reunite well not reunite but unite uh the party together uh alara almost died falling out of the uh the wagon going through the river so that was fun uh and then you guys uh where we left off were you guys dealing with a rogue uh pack of orcs or uh not works yes orcs uh and that is where we uh left off um so we're on our way to keister keister is uh to refresh keister is the town north uh pretty much northeast of uh of artemis about 140 ish miles just north of lake durich um that's where your quest is taking you to try to figure out and find who is stealing kidnapping and possibly killing uh the children of keister uh where we left off was about 40 miles south of clico which is rounds about there um so uh we were leaving off new fresh morning um what what does the morning uh, bring for our group of travelers here? Well, I think me and Vatan would be meal prepping. Yep. Okay. So, uh, boots and glass watch. 
sorry last watch uh we we just went through the night so there was no watch i'm gonna say who who would who would have taken last watch for the night Generally prior it's me okay so thaddeus and vaten normally takes last watch as well so i'm gonna say uh it would be thaddeus and vaten okay is there what 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 was thaddeus doing i guess I was sitting back observing our new members of the community and maybe going through some bags. Maybe. Okay. Like, like shuffling through like other people's belongings. Was well, I am quite curious what our new people are carrying. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna say Vaten is the only one that is um, that is not that you that you can't get into. He's the only one that's kind of away from the group because he's out foraging right now. That's what Vaten does um, in the morning, pretty much every morning. So, uh, is there anybody in particular that you would want to potentially snoop into? You know, whose whose belongings would you want to snoop into? That little one with a uh, bad aim with his arrows. Echo. Okay, Echo, you would have... You're, you're up in the... Um, you you like to sleep up in the tree, correct? Yes. Okay, so would you have your bag on the ground or up in the tree with you? Up in the tree with me. Shit. Okay, so uh, here's, here's what we're gonna do. So before breakfast is rolling around, um, let me turn off the music for right now. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to need if you want is is, is so Echo is the one you want to you want to snoop into. Yes. 100%? Yes. Yes, 100%. Okay. I've always said it, so now I have to do it. Okay. So, what I want you to do is I want you to uh there's going to be mo a few rolls here. First off, um I want Echo you're sleeping. So, what I want you to do is I want you to make a perception check with disadvantage. Um, and what I want Thaddeus to do is I want Thaddeus to make a stealth check for me. Just a standard advantage or just standard just just standard stealth check because this is you're also trying to do this in a camp full of other people who are travelers. Even with the 11 perception and the eight stealth, Echo. Uh, well, first off, Thaddeus, explain to me how you would how you would be getting up into the tree. Would you be trying to leap up into the tree because this tree is fairly large that he's sleeping in? It's a large oak tree, like I explained uh, last time. Uh, so well, I would be probably using my acrobatics that I have. And okay, um, so just trying finding... to bounding up onto the tree. Bounding e up and using limbs to bounce. Okay, so Echo, as you're sleeping, you're pretty well asleep, but you're also a seasoned ranger, and um, you know you have a pretty gen generally a pretty good uh, feeling of your surroundings. Doesn't matter where you are, you have a pretty keen eye, pretty keen senses. Um, however, with the eleven, you are sleeping. Um, you, for the first time in a while, even though you are, you have your guard up with all these new people, you do feel relatively safe having been, having been in battle with them just a few hours prior. However, you do hear, um, 
Thaddeus as as he's quietly bounding up the tree, a bit of leather on his boot attached to his buckle gets caught on a leaf and he stumbles a little bit. How do you react? Okay. Well, I will suddenly wake up and then I would ask him, what are you doing up here? Oh, oh, it's almost morning time. I was trying to wake you without shouting and disturbing the woods because of the attack the other day. Echo. Uh, insight check, Thaddeus. Deception. Um, normal insight? Just normal insight. Deception, Thaddeus. 18. You, uh, you're pretty aware of who he, of, you're pretty aware of how sly he is, Aiko. Um, but as of right, he, you, you're still wary of him, but you, you take, you, you believe kind of what he's saying with that. So we're, we're probably going to have breakfast early. I don't, I'm not sure what time you normally get up, but um, I just wanted to wake you before the others. Alrighty. Well, I guess I'll get up and I'll um, scout out the place, make sure it's all safe. And and if you'd like, we could practice with our bows. Yes, I do need practice. My damn bow is a piece of crap. I didn't want to say that in front of the others. That's another reason I came up. <laughs> All right. So as as the uh, as the morning draws away, uh, breakfast is made. Uh, Vaten, I'm gonna say for the sake of expediency here a little bit, you um go ahead and roll a nature check for me, please. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. Yeah, as you're 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 foraging, um, as you're foraging, you find where we are in kind of an open plains area, but you do find some tree nuts that are actually uh, on a small. Um, so, what you didn't notice coming in here is that after you wander about probably about a quarter of a mile away from uh, away from camp, there's a walnut grove, and you find a plethora of walnuts that you're able to easily forage nice so i will go ahead and pick up a bunch of those and i'm not sure probably just stick it in some porridge for some uh breakfast and keep it simple this morning okay cool so um and i would also like to grill up or cook up a chunk of the uh orcish leg meat that i hacked off yesterday all right. Um, All right. <laughs> I forgot about that do, part. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, enough for, um, I guess, three portions, um, because I'm assuming Ori eats more than one portion. Um, and the last <laughs> one's for me, boy. so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, easy enough. I don't even need you to roll for that. Uh, orc meat is very, very similar to... Um, it's very similar to human meat and anybody who knows anything about human meat, human meat is very stringy. It's very, um, very coarse, uh, and feel 
And strangely enough, orc meat kind of tastes like chicken. So uh, you're able, easily able to grill that up. And to the non-discerning eye, it would probably just be hunks of chicken. That has a slight hint of uh, red to it. But that being said, easy enough. You can hand that over to Ori whenever you feel is yep. necessary. Yep. Uh, just as a breakfast instead of the kind of vegetarian porridge, um, slap a couple of uh, steaks down for him and hand them over and tuck into my own. Okay. Easy enough. There you go. Okay. Um, is there anything else anybody would be doing in the morning hours before setting off? Or he's still sleeping, actually. Okay. Anybody else? Do we have any empty water jugs or anything like that in the cart? Um, there's... So there's water skins? I believe you asked me this last time. There are water skins, and there's a barrel of, wa of drinking water, but there are no jars. Okay. Unless somebody has... Unless somebody has any sort of, like healing potion or vial of acid or anything that could be held in a jar in their inventory already, then we don't have any jars on us currently. Uh, do I have... What do you need it for? Uh, I was just figuring out what I want to craft today. I have a, a few things. <laughs> you have a minotaur horn? No, I, I just know. need like a jar would be great. I just a jar. A jar would be great, yeah. Um, if not, I'll figure something else out. I don't think I have anything like that. Yeah, I don't think I would have anything in my cook's utensils, would I? Um, probably not. I mean, you may have uh, spices, yeah. but I don't. I think those would probably come in more like a leather pouch. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll get you a jar. Don't worry. I'll, I'll pick some up when we hit a town. That's fine. Okay. All right. So, anybody else want to do anything this morning? Or are we just uh, hitching up and on our way? I think that's good. We're just going to get on our way. Okay. So, so I want to wake Ori up real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah Ori's still sleeping. I'll, I'll do it. I'll go do it. I'll go kick you awake. Just like, hey. You're going to kick me. Yeah, <laughs> kick Ori. It's time to go, old friend. <laughs> oh, I thought I would have gotten you with the smell of the steaks and bringing those over to you. All right. Now he smells it after he got <laughs> kicked go. away. <laughs> He was about to, he's got about to get angry, but he, he smells, uh, fresh orc meat being cooked. He's a lot less angry, so he's just going to go to that. Okay. At, scarfing it down. Okay. For, we do have to remember that Beep is still here. Um, I have to keep reminding myself that because he's quiet anyways. Him not being here in general is a bit hard to remember uh beep would be up leaning against the very same tree that echo slept in and he you would see him slowly like 
polishing the top of his the, the the skin of his drum knowing that if he bat on if he hit this right now while Ori was still sleeping he'd probably be a dead tabaxi <laughs> so he's just kind of he's kind of sitting there with a with a leather rag with a little bit of oil on it just slowly slowly like cleaning and uh polishing the the, the head of his drum and you just hear you just hear him humming to himself just going beep 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 beep. <laughs> beep beep beep. <laughs> but anyways, so you guys hitch up uh hitch up the uh the steer. Ori, you mount your steer with Alara still resting or Alara now resting calmly on your head. And uh you guys make your way uh down the road. Uh, Alara belongs to my wagon. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, wait, oh yeah, she's right. driving the wagon. That's right. I forgot yeah. about I that think part. Seat she's kind of traumatized at this point. <laughs> That's fair. She's after almost passing away. I placed Alara on the wagon in the front. And I will use my rope of climbing to secure her to the wagon. <laughs> nice. She just I, looks I... down. She's like, she's looking down. She's like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I grab her head and like kind of pull her up a little bit to see if it's secure. Oh my god. It's definitely secure. Uh you have, I, everyone gets the sense that anything Zane makes is very well crafted. Uh the the chances of those failing are pretty low being being from where he is from. Uh and just the nature of his job. His job is to be an artificer and a creator. So that is good shit. he he indeed makes good shit so uh <laughs> making the rope to hold her on is e e an easy task so essentially alara has a kitty seatbelt that straps her to the cart so or he, uh, or he nods and just heads back to his steed nice okay so we're uh alara's steering you're on your steed um, you guys are making your way, uh, down the, uh, down the trail. Um, I would like Ori and Alara to both make animal handling checks for me. Because this okay. went great last time. <laughs> I think I got that one. Does. I'm on my phone to be patient. Oh, uh, 15. 15. Okay. How's that do? Uh, 15 is, you're, you're fine. Um, it was a relatively low DC since you're moving at a pace that doesn't involve too much, uh, too much skill, I would say. Did mine, did mine work, Zach? Did it go through? No, it didn't. Do you want me to roll okay, for you? Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna, I have my dice. I'm gonna actually roll because I obviously have no, like, internet. What is it? A D twenty in my modifier. A D twenty in animal handling modifier, whatever that is. Yeah. It's like a seven. <laughs> got ten boys. Ten on the die or just ten in general? No, like ten. It's three on the die and seven. Oh boy. In my modifier. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's good to know. So uh, we're not. I wouldn't think we're anywhere terrible. No, 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 no. Ten is fine. The ten, ten is the DC I wanted you to hit. For nothing terrible to happen. Oh, um, good. <laughs> listen, just got to throw a little spice in the in the campaign every once in a while, especially with traveling, because it gets boring after a while. 
Um, but you know, you guys, or you hang on just fine. The the steer, your again, your steer is a big fucking. You're like you're massive, but this steer is like twice your size, if not three times your size, and it kind of anytime it moves its head, you can feel its body weight shifting. It's just that muscle muscular. It's that that large. Um, Alara, as you're as you're hanging on to the reins, kind of uh, shell shocked from what happened the day before. Um, you do feel the reins jerk forward of the, uh, you know, uh, the steed that is slowly pulling you along and you try to hang on and it's starting to get a little hard with the rope around you, but you, you do manage to hang on and you guys make your way to the first crossroad or the second crossroads technically, but first crossroads, uh, together as a group where you're right here. Um, it is now become, turning into night. Um, does who wants to make a survival check for me uh, to figure out if there's a good place to camp? Uh, oops. <laughs> Vaten for the 15. Yeah, so as you pull up, you do see other tents uh, all around. Uh, there, this very clearly is a, uh, it's not, necessarily a tent city but is definitely a well-traveled uh crossroads you do see probably four or five other encampments around in the general area uh but behind a few of them off into the field a little bit farther granted off the road you do see a clearing with a fire pit in the middle of it already made a camp for someone's already made the camp and uh you're there uh that that is the only opening spot you can see around So there, we sleep there. Right. Sounds good to me. So as uh, you... how many people are at this camp? Uh, there's okay. So there is. I understand because the map is a little weird. So look at where I'm clicking, and not where it it blip it blips out. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there next to each other, and where you're at is right here. So there's a camp, right? Okay. The closest camp is the one at the, at the crossroads. And there's, from the your best gaze, just glancing over there, there's about four or five people. Uh, three adults and two children, by the looks of it, or at least people that are, you know, of children's size. Okay. So, who wants to, uh, as as you guys settle down for the night, who wants to take first watch? I'll take last watch. Okay. Or mid watch. I'll take uh, second watch. I can take first. Okay. Um, or he's going to take first watch too, but he's going to wander off. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Before going to bed, I'm going to bother Elk and be like, can I see your backpack for a second? Why? I'm just gonna make you something special with it. Do I have to take my stuff out? Mm, yes. Probably for the best, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start taking everything out of my bag, I guess. I'm gonna draw my smith's hammer. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna look at you really funny. <laughs> Trust me. It'll be worth it. 
And as soon as she gets it empty, I'm just going to strike the bag with it and make it into a bag of holding. Okay. Uh, Elka, go ahead and add to your inventory a single bag of holding. Magically, your bag, as he hits it, um, he, you don't understand what he's going to do. You just see, he, you know he makes shit. And you see him you see him whip out this hammer and grab your leather leather bag. Not wooden bag, but leather bag. Uh and hits it once and magically it just goes zoop and like expands really, really fast and then crashes back in on itself. And then magically it's turned into a bag of holding. And you know what a bag of holding is because from where you're at. Actually the bag of the in, in this world, the bag of holding uh originated in the land of the fairies, Arun. So you are very aware of what these are. Uh, and you do realize that he just like MacGyvered some shit and turned and turned your your backpack into a bag of holding. Who's oh, MacGyver? Hey. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Anytime. I'm gonna start shoving everything back in my bag. <laughs> There you go. And as you're putting stuff in your bag, it just starts disappearing into the bag. It... And I'm gonna start thinking about if I could, if I could fit. Like I know I can fit in the bag, but being like, hmm, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> you... I wouldn't recommend. And you, you being from where you are, you would know that entering a bag of holding is very taboo because you're entering into the astral plane. So, and you know that people have tried entering the astral plane, and you know that people have not come back many so all right so there's that uh so first watch uh so we have Aiko and ori ori you're not you're choosing to not be uh be in first watch you're you're wandering about a little bit getting a getting a feeling for the surroundings however Aiko, i'm gonna go ahead and say make a uh make a i'm gonna say just a perception check. It's starting to get dark, but it's not dark enough. And you can make it with advantage because you, as you look out, torches are starting to be lit at each camp all around next to the tents. So you can see for a long ways in this area. And Ori, uh, we'll get to you in a second because I have a strange feeling okay. I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the itch. Okay. So 13. Uh, 13. Uh, you're looking around. You're starting to gauge that this is very well-traveled. You don't see anything in particular. However, you do see a very tall and very heavy Minotaur man walking away from camp with both of his great swords um, partially unsheathed on his back. Do you want to intervene? You certainly can try. Nope, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Ori. Do you want to come, little one? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'd rather stay here and make make sure this camp stays safe while you're out. Okay. Be back soon. Sounds he walks good. away. He'll grab his axe and mount it on his... He'll just hold it in his hand with his... Yeah, he'll just... Yeah, he'll walk away holding his axe. Okay. Uh, Echo, you do know that, like, you see him, you don't know who he is. You don't know anything about this guy. 
you just see him walking away with his axe. And as far as you know, now, Ori, are you walking towards the tent or are you walking away from the tents? I'm walking to the closest camp. Okay. All right. Cool. So you do notice him walking towards the other uh, other tents, but as far as you're concerned, Aiko, he's, he may just be going over there to exchange information. You never know. All right. So, Ori, I, I, I'm assuming I know what your intent is. But won't we uh won't we lay this out? What is your intent for this for this night? Uh he's gonna kill people. Alrighty. <laughs> so let's go. Mind you, it is probably around nine o'clock at night. Uh mm -hmm. so it's starting to get and we're in the middle we're in the middle of summer months right now. So it's hot. It's the wind is blowing and it's blowing in your face. So that so any predator knows that the wind, if it's in your face, or any hunter knows, if the wind's in your face, no one can smell you since you're downwind from them. Uh, the grass is pro uh, to you is probably about waist high. It's about five feet tall, four and a half feet tall. How do you want to go about trying to sneak up to this camp? Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll try to sneak up, I guess. All right, roll stealth check for me. Are okay, you, well, time disadvantage. out. Time out. Are you trying to get on all fours and stealth through the grass? Or are you trying to crouch and just get as low as can, as low as you can? This this matters. I'd say he tries to go as low as he can. Okay, so like 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 prone crawling or just just like crouching, crouch walking. Uh, I'd say prone crawling. Okay, um, you can roll with you can roll normally, um, doing just this. Just but it's going to take you longer to get there. Yeah, I mean, he wants to get there when it's. Uh, he'd rather be there when it's like night. All right, so roll, roll, still check. Okay, what's my stealth plus? I think it's just. Where the hell's my stealth? Plus two, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Uh. 21 i rolled a 19 holy shit okay yeah you're able to it takes you a while and you wait for the for darkness to come about make a perception check for me as you get you're crawling a little bit closer to the tents now you can see the light of the campfire that they lit roll a perception check for me oh uh nat 20. <laughs> okay you hear now with a nat 20 you with your with your eyes you can see there's two there's two men sitting around the fire. Uh, one of them does have a bow laying across his lap. The other one seems to be whittling on a piece of wood. Uh, the other adult in the group, adult-looking person in the group. Um, I don't know what just happened. Did someone just leave? Sorry, I just turned my camera off. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. Sorry. I, I just saw it move. And I was like, hey, someone leave. All right. Sorry. Um, so, as you make your way, uh, there, you, you do notice a woman. She has linens in her hands. It seems like she's starting to take them into a tent. You hear inside the tent, Mom, I don't want to sleep under the... Oh, 
ever sleep under the sheets. I want to sleep under the stars like Dad does. And then you hear over next to them, Come on, Trevor, just listen to Mom. We're so close to, we're so close to getting to Paprin. And you hear the mother chime in. Now, now, kids. We just need to go to sleep because first thing in the morning, we're going to go see Grandma and Grandpa and Paprin. Hearing that, what do you want to do? Uh, he's going to go for the guy with the bow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, roll. I'm going to say roll with, uh, roll an attack with advantage since you are stealthed. Okay. Now, I'm going to him. Oh, sorry. With all this happening, can I see this from camp, or is it too dark? It's too dark, and it is. He's he's a solid. Oh, yeah. he, he's a solid two to three hundred feet away from you. So you, okay. you just saw him walk away with his axe in his hand, and then disappear into the into the field. Alrighty. All right, I'm gonna swing with my axe at this guy. All right, roll roll the attack with advantage. What is that? Oh, it's a nineteen. Definitely. Rolled a 19. Definitely hits. Okay. And I crit with 19. Yes, you do. Um. Oh, yeah, 2d2. Okay. Okay, 18 times 2, 36. Wait, what is that? 18 times 2. 36. Yeah, 36 plus 4. That's 40 damage. As you leap out of the uh, out of the tall grass like a fucking leopard, you one fell swoop cut into the guy standing with the bow on his hand. You cut straight into his clavicle and split his head straight off, clean off his shoulders, falling to the ground. You the guy next to him goes, "Oh my god!" I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit the other guy. Rolling attack. And he's he's like r frantically reaching down to the sword, sitting next to him. Uh, is this a bonus action or what's going on here? This is a, this would be a second attack, so or a bonus action. So you have as a fighter, you have your normal attack, and you can take a second attack as a bonus action. Or you... uh, can I can I action surge and hit him with my axe? You absolutely can. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Oops, oh my god, I dropped my d20. Uh, that's okay, I have 16 others. Uh, that is a 18. 18 definitely hits. Okay. And he, so I'm going to go ahead and roll a reaction for him to see if he can unsheath his sword. That is a... Uh, 20. Go ahead. Uh, 20 damage. Oh my god. Um, he rolled a five to try to unsheathe the sword. So as he goes to reach down for a sword, just watching his his comrade get cut, his head just severed from his body. He tries to reach down, but his his blade gets caught on the stone underneath him near the fire pit. And he goes to pull up, and there's nothing there. And as that happens, you cut down into his chest, and you uh cut his arm off as you cut deep. His arm goes flying, and he just falls face down into the fire. Uh, as uh, 
as they hear this commotion and the screaming, the the woman comes walking out, like running out of the tent. It's like, oh, oh, what, 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 what did you do to my husband? And then she looks over at the guy you cut, cut whose head you cut off. My, my brother, no. And she just starts shaking and she immediately rushes back into the tent and like, like I, what you assume is maybe try to guard her kids. What do you want to do? He's going to go to the tent. Okay. Real quick. Would any of us hear this from where we are? Uh, This has happened in six seconds. Right. Well, she's screaming. She's screaming. So, so you would it. hear her screaming. You would not hear the two men react. So you would start okay. to, at this point. The turn is over. It's now her turn. And she is going to go in. She's like, All right, kids, kids. All right. And she like immediately starts to lift the flap of the tent uh, on the back flap of the tent to try to let her kids. She's like, go, go to the go to the nearest <laughs> camp. And get help. We're being attacked by a lunatic. I, uh, and you just see, you just see the the Trevor, uh, the the kid uh, that wanted to sleep under the stairs. What what happened? Where's Dad? Where's Where's Uncle Jeremy? And the the mom's. Just, it's okay. They're fine. Just uh, please listen to me and go. As this is happening, she's um. That's that's basically her turn. Ori, it's now your turn. What do you want to do? Can I throw a burning piece of wood at the tent that's in the fire? Yeah, you certainly can. Uh, I'm going to do that. Okay, so you reach down and grab a uh, piece of wood. You take, as you grab down, it's negligible, but you take one point of fire damage as you reach down into the fire. Okay. Saying so you toss it, go and roll an attack. I'm gonna need you to hit a 13 or higher on this. Okay. Uh, any modifiers or just a flat roll? Just a flat uh, strength roll. Okay. Oh, 13. Okay. 13. As you. Uh... As you throw the log onto the uh, the tent. Now, this tent is made out of canvas. We're going to see if it catches fire. It rolled a two. So, as you throw this flaming large log onto it, all of a sudden, you just see the log hit it and sink slowly down into the canvas and burn through and fall through. And you just see start slowly seeing flames spread up the canvas. That's a unless you want to use a bonus action or an action surge or anything like that, it's going to be their turn next. Um, oops, actually, I only get, I only get one action surge. Okay. Um, can I see if the kids made it out of the tent? Um, with where the tent is, no, because where you're at in the tent. You wouldn't you you would have heard slightly heard the the muffled talking of the woman inside. 
but you wouldn't have heard like the I wouldn't have heard like no. the plan. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna wait and see if anyone comes out. Okay, so it's their turn. So she's like, okay, kids, go, go, go to the closest camp, and she points. Let me see which camp she points at. I need a D4. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna make this interesting. Um Magic, can you roll a D4 for me, please? I sure can. <laughs> Runs to Three. Three? Yep. I cannot fucking believe it. Is it our camp? A three was our camp. Oh my god. I gotta get him. Okay. So, as the kids rush out the back, Trevor reach, like turns around and looks at her, looks at his mom and is like, aren't you coming with mom? And the mom's like, no, honey. Get going. I'll just get going. And she immediately reaches down and grabs the crossbow that's sitting next to the bed. And she walks out and looks, she like peeks out the, the current, the, uh, the tent and looks at you and like shakily aims and squeezes the trigger at, at you and shoots a crossbow bullet at your face. We're gonna see if she hits. We're gonna roll in. So her, it would be a plus two to hit. What is your AC, Lori? Uh, seventeen. That's an eighteen to hit. So she. Oh, that hits. And she shoots the crossbow bolt at you. Um, and that's a uh. Okay. You take Is that a one or a six? That's a six. Okay, you take seven points of piercing damage and it hits you right basically right underneath your neck. Or right underneath your chin. It hits you right right there and you have a crossbow bolt dangling in your uh in your gullet right now okay you feel that she's then going to uh she's going to use the rest of her movement to go towards the exit of where her kids or not sorry not the exit where her kids escape but the side flap of the tent so she can try to escape that way and this is uh but yeah all right so now it's your turn Having been hit by a crossbow bolt from the tent. The tent so slowly is she starting. Exiting... She, she's, she standing, is... she's standing inside the tent next to the side exit. You do not know where she is, though. Although you do start seeing the tent start to slowly burn up the canvas. Canvas doesn't catch fire very easily because it's a well-treated leather. However, once it starts on fire, it's like a candle because it has oil inside of it. So it's slowly mm -hmm. starting to burn up and fold over itself as it's as it's slowly burning. Uh, do I see the kids anywhere? Where you're standing next to the fire pit? No, you don't. Okay. As of right now, 
you don't see anybody other than the two the two men you've you've already killed. Uh, you do know that someone at least some you know there's at least three people left alive. You do not know where any of them are. You assume all three of them are still in the tent. I'm gonna. Can I make a attack action on the tent to attempt to knock it down? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Seventeen. That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. You needed a. In order to knock the tent down, you needed an eighteen. Okay. So yeah. Describe how you knock the tent down. Uh, you're just gonna take his axe and just swing at one of the uh, support posts, and just like take a swing at it. Okay. So a as you take a swing at it, the tent collapses in on itself and it fall all sides. So how this tent works is that there's four main stakes on the on the corners, and then there's uh, then there's one long pole that stands in the middle you cut into that one that one falls down and then it's like a domino effect all four of the side posts fall down and the only post left is the center one that's still holding up the tent okay. um, i do believe that is your turn yes so the tent layout is there is it just is it one tent and like another part of the tent it is a so it is a tent it's a square canvas tent with a single stake in the middle that's about 30 feet high so 30 mm -hmm. feet is like the the top of the top like the top of the middle of the tent and then on the sides each side stake is about six feet tall um and it all canopies up almost like a circus tent um and on each side there is an entrance slash exit like a door that you can either choose to close uh or open uh just depending on on which side you want to come out of and she's currently standing so uh she's as far as you know she's just in there the tent layout is uh just pretty barren there's there's uh sleeping mats bed rolls all over the place but uh, you're starting to see the inside of it. And as you knock it down, you see on the little window that you created via the fire, you see her standing next to the left exit, but you do not see the kids. Okay. Since the tent was so big, could I see the tent on fire from camp? Uh, no, because the tent hasn't, hasn't really caught fully on fire. It's more just slow burning up okay. the side. Um, however, what you do hear, you do hear the screaming, and this is where I'm getting to. Every, I would like everybody in camp that uh, would consider themselves... Actually, you know what? Everybody in camp other, uh, that is sleeping right now, I'd like everyone to make a perception check. So the ones that were sleeping or everybody? The ones that are sleeping. We'll get to you in a second, Aiko. Jesus. 15, 16, nat 20 with a 23. I rolled a two. Two, okay, you noticed nothing. Or at least by yourself. Um, I forgot it's to- total of a five though. Okay. I forgot to ask, 
Alara, would you just be sleeping in the tent? Or uh, I was probably sleeping on top of Ori, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Ori, Ori didn't bring her with. Okay, I didn't oh, know so that you was kept, the case. You put me down. I I right. set you down somewhere. Okay, uh, that that is important. Okay. So, do I need to make a perception? If you want to, uh, uh, is is Alara going to wake up when she hears girls screaming, or is she used to hearing? Yes. Or is she used to hearing yes, that whenever would. Ori uh, goes feral? No, nah, she'll hear it. Let me let me roll. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So everybody except for Elka hears heard the blood curdling scream of the woman who saw her husband and her brother get eviscerated by whatever this monster is with a battle axe um echo you don't even need to roll you notice a tent slowly start to sway 300 ish feet away from you um you do notice now i'd like you make a perception check with disadvantage for me for echo eight you Okay, uh, you look and all you see is the tent that is slowly starting to fall over. Um, and given the um, the the path that Ori took, you do get a sense that perhaps maybe he is involved in some form or fashion, whether that be good or bad. Uh, but um, the people that heard the scream, you are now awake and you're crawling out of your tents. Or your trees, or wherever the fuck you're sleeping. What do you guys want to do? It's now... As a group... Can I pretty easily tell where the screaming's coming from? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, okay. With a 15 I'm going to... I'm going to... After hearing the screams and knowing it's a decent distance away, I'm going to swap to my infiltrator armor configuration. Okay. Explain what that looks <laughs> and... like. Um, so effectively, my Thunder Gauntlets essentially just both changed to have like a gem like node on the like backside of my fist. Okay. To where I can now launch lightning from them and I can move faster and I have like no disadvantage on stealth. Okay. So I can now move five more feet per moment. And I'm just going to take off dead sprint. Oh, towards that camp. Shit, so I, I I forgot to roll for Beep. He just rolled that 20. So, Beep is... Beep does not like sleeping in the tent every once in a while. In fact, where Beep is going into first watch is he's in the cart, kind of lounging back. Uh, he hears the scream, and he kind of... He was just awake enough to watch Ori walk away and anybody. So you see Zane morph this armor onto his body. And then like a fucking cheetah, you see beep bounce out of the front of the uh, cart and go bounding on all fours across the field towards the ruckus. Uh, and he... By the way, Zach, so you know my lightning launchers have a normal range of 90 feet and a long range of 300 feet. Cool, cool, cool. Good to know. Uh, what is everybody <laughs> else doing? Um, Thaddeus Sleeping. was in the cart. 
Elka is sleeping. Normally sleep. Yeah. And Thaddeus is, of course, Phil, Phil hears the scream very well in the direction. And I basically grab my uh, bow, my rapier, and start heading in that direction. I am not, however, sprinting. I am stealthing along the edge, okay. um, observing what I have and um, trying to figure out what I'm walking into. So dashing, what is everyone's movement speed? Uh, mine would be 70 feet. Okay. Vatan, Actually what, are staying. You, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing my spear and I'm kind of entering a more alert mode, um, but I'm actually staying at the camp. Okay. And Elka's still asleep. I'm going to go over and wake her up and tell her what's going on. Okay, so you get jolted awake by the traveling uh, companion you've had for the last few days. What do you say to her? Elka, we got my screaming going on. Um, Ori, Zane, and Thaddeus are all gone, so I don't know what's going on, So, but wake up. Grab my rapier. Okay. Uh, which rapier? You have two. Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna grab both of them. Okay. So, are you or so, Aiko? Are you heading towards following behind everybody? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll follow behind. Okay. Um. So what is so seventy dashing speed for Zane? Yours is going to be fifty because your speed is twenty five, Aiko. Elka, what is yours? My speed is 30. So 30. So yours is 60. Thaddeus, yours is going to be 60. Beeps, however, on all fours as a tabaxi is 100. Okay. Since he has a movement speed of 50 when he's on all fours as a, as a tabaxi. So he's going, you're going to see, so you guys start taking off, but you're going to see just this specimen of pure athletic ability just fly past you on all fours ripping through the grass um that being said the kids we're gonna see how far they can get what are their movements okay their movement speed is 15 so 30 feet mother however she's going to attempt to crawl out of the tent and bonus action re reload a crossbow bolt real really quick Okay, she 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 needs to roll a athletics check because the tent is now starting to crumble down on top of her. So she hey, Zach. Yeah. Do you have just a grid that you can put up to where we could put our characters? Um, no, no I do not. So oh. we're just gonna have to use our use our, our imagination on this one. Um, um, since all of this happened so quick, I left Aragon at camp. Okay, good good call. Good good looking out. Um yeah, so you guys have it, what everyone doesn't realize Aragon is this little baby blue hatchling dragon that is constantly around Aiko and doesn't really interact with anybody else. Um and he kind of just sticks to himself and Aiko's just curled up next on top of the tree sleeping. Um she rolled a 14 plus 1 for her athletics. Or yeah, athletics. So she's able to or you see her move out of the uh move out of the tent and rush towards the back of their cart. 
um, since her movement speed's 30, um, she's going to bonus action reload a crossbow bolt, and then she's going, as her action, she's going to shakily aim at you. And I think because you're technically now in partial cover because of where she's at and the tents and the fire, she's going to roll a disadvantage. And that's a plus 17 to hit. That just hits. So she's now going to aim for your chest. That is... um, Wow. I just rolled really fucking good. Uh, that's 11 points of piercing damage as mm. she shoots another crossbow bolt into your chest. And you do see her behind the car. You know where she is. Um, it's now your turn. All right. Can I... Is she... How far away is she from me? Uh, for the sake of... Because I don't have a battle map. Uh, she's about 50-ish feet from you. Okay. She's within range if you want to try to throw something. I have a hand axe. You could throw Did that. any of the other camps see what's going on? That's a good, that's a good, good question. There's... Three other camps. Let's see if they noticed. 14, 16, and a 5. So the one farthest away, round about there, which is about half a mile from the uh, the closest one, these two that are close to each other, well, this one and this one, uh, these two notice the commotion uh the one farthest away does not and they we're gonna we're gonna wait to see what they do um however uh okay ori you do see her she has she is in um with the cart so kneel down beneath the cart she is in full coverage from where you are at Oh, she's in full coverage. She's in Sorry. full coverage. She's ducking behind the wagon wheel and the wagon. And the wagon is in between you and her. Hmm. Can I... You know, sorry, she's in three quarters cover. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'm going to, can I you can I bonus, or not bonus, can I just use my action to dash to her, then make a bonus action to attack? I think you need to make an attack first before you can make a bonus action attack. I'm 90% positive on Actually, that. Actually, wait. Because technically you can't make a second attack unless you have two unless you have two weapons out. I can make an attack with my horns if I use a dash. Yes, you can. So you could full blown dash headbutt. Uh, she's fifty feet away from you. Your dash is sixty. With how with what she's angled at, you're going to be hitting the cart. She's still behind three quarters cover, so that's a plus five, and you're going to be rolling with disadvantage. Actually, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to 
Can I use my action to dash? Then I'm going to use my bonus action to second wind. Okay. Yeah, you totally can. So, uh, what's second wind? Uh, How much? Let me look at that real quick. Have that open. 2d6? 1d10 plus your oh, fighter level. 1d10. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, as Ori, you rush forward and you get parallel, I'm assuming parallel with her because you, you have 60 feet. You get parallel mm-hmm. with her where she's now in no coverage. And you stop, look at her, and then you use second wind and you take a deep breath. And all of a sudden, the pain that from the two crossbow bolts are still sticking into you right now just slowly starts to go away. How much? How much did you heal for? Uh, rolled a nine, so I heal for twelve. Nice. Okay, so you heal. It is now her turn. She's gonna get a reaction and a. I sure used a reaction. So the new turn. This is her turn. She's going to see you. How so? You would your reach is technically ten feet. So we we ruled it to be uh, fifteen, right? Because of your size. Yeah, my reach is fifteen. She is within fifteen feet of you. After your dash, uh, this is like she realizes you're now there. Like you're like like blood and snot dripping out of your nose a little bit. <laughs> Like steam coming out of your face, coming out of your mouth, like steam coming off of your fur, uh, and you just look at her, and she's like, oh, oh, and she like desperately tries to get away. You will get an attack of opportunity. Let's go. All right, I'm gonna swing with my axe. Okay. Uh, roll an eighteen, so that's a twenty-four. Four? Yeah, 24. Her AC's 12. Yes, you hit. Okay. Eighteen plus four. Yeah, 22 damage. Explain how you cut down the mother of the two children you saw and heard. Um... Or he's going to say, join the others in the cave. Okay, and as you cut into... And he he slices down, um, I guess, her collarbone. Almost to the, kind of like vertical, or like in a, uh, at an angle, like just slices her in half. Okay. So as you cut her in half, you just watch her dead body fall flop onto the ground. Uh, That is now, you used up pretty much, that was your reaction. So it's now the kid's turn. I'm going to see, they're about 30 feet away. I'm going to see if they notice their mom get cut down. The little girl, probably around seven years old, does not notice their mother fall. However, Trevor, the little boy, probably about 13, does turn around and looks back and sees you mercilessly chop chop his mother in half 
and she he immediately grabs his sister hand with tears coming down his face and beelines towards your, towards your companion's camp. Um, and they're they're running. You do not see them. They are about four and a half feet and two and a half feet respectively. So they are hidden, fully hidden by the grass, moving through the field. All they know is that they need to get to the nearest light. Um, now, everybody else running towards the camp. I assume everyone's going full dash. Yep. So the one who would get... I'm just trying to get close enough to get a shot off. The one closest to the kids now is going to be Beep. Since his full sprinting, now two rounds of sprinting, is 200 feet. We're going to see if he sees him in the grass. He rolled a six plus. Wow, his perception's insane. It's a 12. As he's running full speed, he like pops up on his feet, looks around, and he does see tiny bodies moving through the grass. Um, Beep is going to... That's his full movement. He is going to attempt to send a message to whatever creature is in the grass. And all all they're all the all Trevor is going to hear in his head is beep. Beep. Beep beep. 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 Beep beep. Beep beep. And you just hear like Trevor just shakes it off and continues running through the grass um now you got who so zane would have 70 feet so it'd be 140 you would you could try making a perception check zane with a with this advantage if you wanted to try to disadvantage i mean i'll look that's a nat one <laughs> no you do not see the cat you do not see beep you do not see the kids it is pitch black out um could I see whatever's happening at the camp yet? So how this works, so the camp is on a platform and then it goes down a hill into the field. Um, you could look up, you could see that the tent has now fallen down and you can just very barely see the silhouette from the fire of a tall minotaur man with an axe in his hand. <laughs> Go for it. Roll uh, long range. Roll with I this. have a range of 300 roll with this advantage you got it buddy Let's see if i can't make this work 16 17 you're trying to shoot ori yeah because i can't see who it is from this far away but i can at least hit it 17's your ac right ori yeah misses miss you see just landing short of you ori this it's like, well, describe, Zane, you describe the attack. Is it just like a lightning bolt, or is it... Oh, you're gonna kind of see me stick out my hand, Iron Man style, like fist forward, and a lightning bolt's just gonna launch out of it towards him. Iron Man! Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah, so you see this bolt of, of energy just land short right in front of you, Ori. Uh, Ori's gonna... How far away is he again? I probably can't. I'm, I'm pretty far away. You're really far he's away. He's about 160 uh, feet away from you right now. Or Okay. Or he's going to look like where it came from. 
and hmm. I probably wouldn't know it was Zane who did that. You no. haven't seen what? me do it before, so no. I haven't seen you do <laughs> you'd, it before. You'd get, I mean, from where it came from, the direction, you would maybe get the inkling it could be your friends, but it could also be someone else from another camp trying to sneak around. All right, or he's going to go towards it. Okay. The so lightning. You're, uh, are you sprinting, or are you... Yeah, he'll dash. Okay. So you're you're dashing towards the lightning bolt, so that gets you 60 feet. Um, okay, so, uh, unless you want, you really don't have an action or anything you could do right now, so it's going to skip to the kids' turn. We're going to see, they need to make acrobatics checks running through all this grass. The sister, that is a six with no modifier. The sister trips and falls in the grass and makes a very audible cry in the uh, in the field, Trevor. However, Trevor rolled a thirteen plus one, so it's a fourteen. He has his sister firmly clutched, hand firmly clutched in his own, dragging her through. She trips on a blade on a stalk of grass and falls face first down. Uh, and what Trevor's going to do is he's going to flip around like the good big brother he is, and knowing that. His parents are probably both dead. Sorry, his uncle is probably dead. Uh, is going to whip around, grab his uh, grab his sister, and pick her up, and say, "Come on, Yen, we got this." And he's going to full uh, full try to sprint with her, um, and he needs to make a strength check. He rolled a 14. So yeah, he's able to do that pretty easily and picks up his sister. And now his sister is in his arms. However, I'm going to have Beep roll a perception check with advantage because of the cry that she made. That is a... F Natural 19. So that is a 25 on the perception for Beep. And Beep's going to immediately hear that and like use... This is now his turn. He's going to turn tail and run straight for where the noise is. Uh, and he's gonna run up to a, two children with his brother, a br the older brother carrying the younger sister. And he's going to just like walk up and like peek his head through the grass. And now without his, uh, he's just gonna say beep as he pokes his head through the grass. He needs to roll an intimidation check. So 10 plus 3, 13. Now, so with a 13, it's just enough to spook Trevor. But Trevor just witnessed his mother get cut down in front of his eyes. So a, a, a cat person peeking his head through the field uh, and how much he tried to steal himself was not enough to make him frightened, but enough to be like, oh, who, who are you? And beep is gonna beep, and then he beep points to his brain, and like points at Trevor's ears, and just goes beep, and Trevor immediately realizes 
this is the th person that was trying to get who I heard in my head. And Beep is going to put his hand very lightly and gently on uh, Trevor's back and start escorting him towards the camp. Uh, I'd say the only other person who was close enough to hear... Actually, you know what? Everybody was probably close enough to hear the cry, so except for Vaten. So I'd like everyone to roll another perception. 16. You want me to roll too, or? Um, you're not close enough right okay. now. 13. 13, 13, 9, a nat 1, and a 16. 22. And a 22. Everybody but Aiko and Thaddeus hear the cry, and do, and, uh, Alara, you do hear Beep talking. Um, with your 22. Uh, Zane, you are just firing your gauntlet. You're a little distracted, but you do hear the cry of the of the girl hitting the ground. Um, what do you guys want to do? I will make my way towards the cry. Okay. They're about 60 feet from you. Um, so if you wanted a full dash, you could. I'll full it. dash it. So as you come through the clearing, you see Beep just slowly putting his hand on Trevor's, this little boy's back. And the little boy's carrying his young sister in his arms. Uh, you do, uh, What do you say? What do you want to do? Let's give like, uh, what? What's going on? Beep. And Beep, like, gestures towards the kids. And he, like, shrugs his shoulders. And then Beep, like, kind of turns around and, like, points at the tent. He's like, Beep? And like, kind of like, puts out a little display. Like, maybe. I'm gonna. God, Can... the kids should be listening. I'm gonna tell them to head to a, uh, like, different camp in a different direction. But I'm gonna tell them to do it like slowly and carefully while we deal with this. Okay. And when Beep hears you say this, and Beep's going to, like, point, do like the. Uh... You know, in like an FF, whenever you say, yeah, I can do this. He like points at his chest. That's kind of what he does. He's like, yeah, I got this shit. And he like slowly starts escorting the kids, not towards their camp, but towards another camp. And, um, I'm going to beep roll. Well, I'm going to say beep is going to make the decision by himself. Actually, because Austin isn't here to make the decision, I'm going to let the dice make the decision. Which camp does he wander to in this high grass? Because Beep is tall, and he could see over the grass on both legs, but it's one. Thank God it's a one. So, uh, Beep starts making his way across the road towards this camp over here. Um... <laughs> and with the two kids. Uh, and you all of a sudden, Trevor just kind of looks up at Beep and is like my my mom and Beep just like looks down and like very intently and Beep is a pretty lax person Beep doesn't like uh, Beep doesn't like much confrontation but he sees he hears the, the pleas of this child and like my mom and like, like kind of look Trevor kind of looks back and Beep kind of understands the gravity of the situation and just at big bro like like brings them quietly along through the grass very quietly 
Um, okay. What does, any, does anybody else want to do anything? Because uh, with the only other person who could possibly do something would be Alara. And Alara, are you, did you even run like run towards the uh, like run through the grass because, or did you just stay at camp? Because then your roll would mean nothing. No, I went through. I came through. Okay. Can I heal her or like? Um, I can't even access my spell sheet because roll twenty is not loading. So I'm yeah. just trying to like. You're good. Imagine yeah. everything. You're good. Um. I'm gonna say with your movement speed, nah, you you wouldn't even know where they you would know where they were, but you're by the time Beep is starting to lead them away, by the time you got there, you wouldn't be able to say anything or do anything. So, um, we'll say um, I would have doused the fire um, pretty quickly after everyone else left. Okay. Um, so just a side point here. Okay. All right. Uh, so Elka's gonna dash up. And meet up with uh, Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Yeah. I'm just lost in the grass because it's so tall. <laughs> I'm alone now where I'm standing, right, Zach? Yes, sir. Just as a distraction. Yeah, I'm probably lost too. As a distraction to keep whatever's happening, because I don't know what's completely happening away from Beep, I'm going to Thunder Wave my own location. Okay. Cool. Explain how that looks. So, so it's a very loud... Everything around me within 10 feet is going to get... Like, anything near me within 15 feet, sorry. It's going to get blasted backwards 10 feet, and it's very audible out to 300 feet. A very loud bang. So you're just going to see me kind of energy wave around myself as a distraction for whatever was happening at the other camp to get it, its attention on me. Okay. So, um... Alara, I what's lied. Your... I thought I was going to magic, not. Oh, you're, um... you're going to magic. Okay. Sorry. Well, even with your dash, you wouldn't get that close to him uh, for the thunder wave. Uh, Alara, however, uh, what's your what's your movement speed? I think it's. Tw I'll look it up actually. Because I think it's twenty. It's probably twenty-five. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, your move. No, your movement speed's thirty. So. Oh. Okay. Uh, Alara, you feel magnetic energy ri rippling through the air. Um, you are just running up under where you hear the, where you heard the voice. I'd like you to make a Constitution saving throw, please. Twenty-two. Twenty-two, you said? Twenty-two. Um, creature takes half as much damage as it is pushed. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll your damage for that insane. <laughs> two, no. 2d8. No. There you go. Four, you take seven Can you just roll it for me? <laughs> nah, uh, you take seven points of... Uh, of lightning damage as you feel this crackling of energy rip out uh rip out in the general area and uh i would say this spell would burn all of the grass around you in a 15 foot sphere and all of a sudden almost like uh when you use a 
when you when you use like an ion cannon in water and all the fish float up uh you would see all this grass burn away in this giant 15 foot net and you would see alara just like like shaking zapped in the grass yeah. <laughs> knee high to you Ooh. Ooh, I'm she's not so even knee high like no. I'm in high so sorry <laughs> I did not know you, you just were hear there. like you just hear her like you just scream again in the background the toad scream <laughs> <laughs> again uh, apo- <laughs> apologies the, un- the very unfortunate adventures of Alara what <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, all the shit you've gotten into in in, in three sessions, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna say for the sake of this, Lara, you can go ahead and have a turn if you want to heal yourself. If you want to, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna heal myself because I'm also short, like Ego, and I probably have no idea where anybody's really at. Okay, so. And I'm just- I'm just scared in the tall grass and partially electrocuted. <laughs> right, I got you. Um, so for that, you, you cure wounds, I assume. Yeah, I cure wounds. Okay, so you uh, you that is a one uh, d eight plus your spell casting ability, which is uh, your wisdom. So, <laughs> which so it'd be plus uh, plus five. Yes. Hold on. You said 1d8 plus 5? Yes. Okay, hold on. God, you're, you're wise as fuck for a little sh- shrimpy. 1d8 plus 5, uh, 6. <laughs> you rolled a 1? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can re-roll 1s for healing. 6 plus 5. That 11. is 11. <laughs> there you go. So you heal up all your you heal up all of your uh your HP from being zapped um so (laughs) we're gonna now roll over unless anybody else wants to do anything you heard the scream i assume all of you are starting to make your way over there but a lot of you are slower than zane everybody would have heard the thunder way everybody (laughs) and everybody yeah so elka as you're dashing towards uh as you're dashing towards it you just feel this like your hair stands up on your neck and you just feel this, you just see this crackling ball of energy shoot out, burning all of, all of the grass around. You just see a silhouette with like this, with like this, like electrified glowing gauntlet on his hand, uh, like with his, with his uh, fist clenched as, uh, and a very semi-fried small Alara, uh, in the grass, like with a glowing gold pulse on her own shoulder, uh, healing herself. So, um... I'm just, like, I'm just basically make... looking for Ori's tall ass, like, out of the grass. <laughs> can I make Before it I up to Alara? At this point, yeah, you, I would say you can make it up. I'm just gonna make it up to her and be like, are you okay? She just, like, holds her hands out, like, please, someone <laughs> pick me up. Like, I just... would pick her up on my three-foot, my Ma'am, three-foot like... five-inch frame and stick her on my shoulders. Right. She's a little bit taller. I'm just holding on for dear life, like, at this point, <laughs> almost on the verge of tears. And I'm just like... Please, Ori. <laughs> All right. Like, we'll go, let's go find him. Speaking of Ori, Ori, it is now your turn. You're making your way towards the uh, 
towards the thunder that you saw. And you, by the way, you now very clearly see the silhouette in the moonlight standing out in the middle of the field, and you saw the burst of electrical energy in the middle of the field. So you know exactly where he is. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I assume I have blood on me. Absolutely. You've just cut down three three grown adults. Is there any water nearby? Make a make a nature check. Okay. What is my nature at? Because we, ne we never get to use nature checks. Give it up for nature. Where the heck is okay? It's one, I think. So I go off of intelligent. Grab Beep's character sheet again. So that is one, okay. I uh, rolled a 19, so that's a unnatural 20. Okay. So you look around and you don't. See, you do hear water uh, with your really good animal instincts hearing. You do hear water a miles away. And actually. In, in the open field, you do know that probably there are a few streams coming off of the river you crossed, coming into the in the land, but near you, you do not see any water. I'd probably go through the like streams, like little trickles of water. You know? we're, we're we're talking we're talking. It's like very light trickles of water that have extended themselves, like branches have extended themselves probably about a mile away across the road from where you're at into the field. There are none that are in this general area where you guys have set up, though. Okay. So you would see, with, with, with a 20 nature check and with how long you've been out on the road, you know that finding water is important and you kind of gotten good at finding running water. Um, so, or flowing water. So you do know, and you've guessed that there was probably streams closer to the river, but none that are within a mile of you. It would take you a long time to get to them. Would, uh, would the small trickles of water be enough to, like, clean myself off, or is that not nearly enough? Um, with the trickles of water, so... Where, where you're at... Let me reiterate. You're nowhere near the you're nowhere near the streams. You can hear them, because what okay. because of how quiet it is now. You can hear the wall like the slight sound of rushing water, but they aren't close to you. You would have to walk a good ways to get to them. Okay. Uh, Ori's probably just gonna walk towards the um, was it thunder wave? Yeah. 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 We'll walk towards that. It was very audible. It was a loud boom. Yeah. It was a loud crackling boom. He probably saw it too, right? Is oh, you said? absolutely saw it, yeah. Okay, he'll walk towards it. Or he'll probably run towards it. Everybody within a 300-foot radius probably saw and heard heard this 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 spell. Yeah. Uh, how far away am I from that? About 150 feet. Jesus. Uh... Actually, no, sir. You had a turn of movement, so 90 feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll dash that way. Okay. So has the other camps started to react? Um, no, none of the cat, none of the camps have started to have really even moving. Um, 
Aiko, with you being in the woods as much as you have and on the road as much as you have, you know that people who travel these roads tend to kind of stick to themselves. Uh, if they hear trouble, they tend to mind their own business because generally when there's trouble, for travelers, it means death. And uh, you get the sense that the only people who are even rushing towards this sound are you guys. So... Um, however, everyone's now close enough, uh, with a, with, with a minotaur rushing through the field. I would like everybody who's in the field to make a perception check. I'm going to say Alara, make it with disadvantage and Elka and Aiko make it with disadvantage because you are below. Actually, no, Elka make it with normal, normal. Elka and Alara make it with normal. Aiko, you're still in the tall grass. Yeah, I'm still lost. I was going to say she's What did you say? What are we making? Uh, perception. Perception, okay. Normal perception, Ico, I need, or Ico, I need you to make it with disadvantage. 17. 11. 7. Yeah. 14 for Thaddeus, 19 for Zane. Beep is now nowhere in, Beep is now with the kids crossing the road, uh, very quietly towards the other camps. Um, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't even bother. Um, so Aiko, you're kind of like full blown, like man lost in a corn maze, like trying to find his way through, uh, like pushing the grass to the side. You're, you're only three and a half feet tall, maybe. Uh, and like, you're, you're kind of trying to see your way through, you know, you know where the spell went off. So you're making your way towards that. Um, you would have heard it. You would have seen it. Um, but you do not see the bull rushing Ori coming down the hill. Um, Zane, you very clearly see like the grass parting, like the red sea as this massive form just starts trudging his way through dashing through the, uh, um, through the field. Uh, can I tell it's Ori or not with a 19? Yeah, you totally can. Um, Thaddeus, you do not see Ori, but you do see, you now see Zane, who is probably about 30 feet from you. Um, and I, it's up to you if you want to start making your way towards him. Um, I'm sorry, Elka, what did you roll? 17. 17. 17, Elka, you also very clearly see Ori. Wan walk, I, like, rushing his way through. Tell it, I'm gonna, like, tell Elara that I think that's Ori, like... Yeah, and Alara with he your just like cries. <laughs> yeah, and or and Alara with your eleven, you do not see Ori, but with with Alka pointing it out, you now realize that's probably Ori. Um, so we're gonna all come around to uh, Ori. It's your turn again. <clears throat> uh, can he see anyone? You can see Zane. Yeah. Uh, he'll go towards Zane. Okay. Um, okay, before we have that interaction, Vaten, you're still at camp. Um, are you just holding down the fort or are you even trying to interact with this situation? You heard that you heard the thunder I, wave go off. Yeah, I if I hear another anything else like that, I'm gonna be taken off after. Um, but I am currently still holding down the fort. Okay. All right, that's fine. Um, all right, so Ori, as you walk up to Zane, 
still blood-soaked, still pretty much in your bloodthirsty state. Uh, you walk up. All you all you know is that you don't realize it's Zane at first because it's still dark. Um, but you do know that that's where the attack came from. And you do know that's where the thunder wave came from. So what do you want to do? Um, I don't realize it's Zane at first. At first, no, you don't. Because it is can still I... dark. It is still dark out. You can make a perception check to see if it is him, though. You know someone is there. If you want to make a perception check, I'm going to say normal because you are getting closer. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, li I'd like to make a perception. Okay, go for it. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you can tell. Oh, the way. Have you ever seen Zane in his armor before? No. Yeah. Uh, well, not, not like that armor, but like I know he has. He does. I have armor that looks like this. I mean, really, the only thing that changed on my armor would have been like gauntlets. Okay. So yeah, you do recognize that that is Zane who had shot the the electricity and the lightning out and made all this noise. All right. Are your horns sticking out? Oh yeah, they're like covered in metal, but like. Yeah. Oh, I would have known it was you then, because. <laughs> Alright, he'll walk up to Zane then. Okay. What in <clears throat> the goddamn hell is happening over there? Was that you? What's that mean? What? <laughs> that loud noise? Yes. Oh. I, I was trying to distract whatever was happening at the other camp my way. He'll like look over at the other camp. He'll look back at Zane. Well, it worked. They'll walk away back to camp. What? Okay, you just see Ori lumbering back to camp. Ori, you do pass Alara, who is now sitting on Elka's shoulders. And you have to Alara is like crying. Oh. And like. Ori, Ori will pick her up with both of his hands, like gently. Yeah. What's wrong? She just like cries. That's it. Oh. She's, she she looks a little crit twisty too. <laughs> I'm gonna look up at, at Ori and be like, I think that's the lightning here. And her. Oh, no, Jane. Ah. <laughs> yeah. She's just like. I'll ah. tell him to apologize <laughs> later. Okay. Let's get some rest. I'm gonna proceed to the other camp. The one that Ori just came from. Yeah. Okay. So Zach, yeah. can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Evidently, I had my mic up and I was talking and you weren't responding. Um. So I had kind of said when I started that I was going to kind of stick next to the grass in the grass, but next to the road, mm -hmm. working my way up towards that camp. Yeah. Would I have seen Beef and the kids? She absolutely would have. Okay. Beep wasn't I, trying to stealth. He was trying to just slowly walk, stay as stay as down, not down low, but as just on the down low as possible with these kids, realizing kind of what happened, not knowing what actually happened to their parents, but knowing that they are distressed and they need help that we probably that you guys probably can't provide. I'm going to kind of go into somewhat of a 
a jog now to try to catch up to beep. Okay, that's fine. So you easy enough. You 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 catch up, and beep immediately turns around. You see the you see the claws from his from his hands extend out like Wolverine, and immediately turn around to swing. Not swing, but like threaten. And then he looks at you, oh, beep. And you just slowly see his his claws slowly start to retract back into his uh, his paws, uh, and then he just kind of gestures at the kids and he's like beep 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 eh, beep, and he like kind of like points in the general direction of the camps as, as to where he's heading. Hold on, hold on. Don't 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 take them there. Beep. Children, what happened? Uh, um, you, you see, uh, Jennifer, the, the little girl, uh, she's now fallen asleep in her brother's arms. Um, Trevor looks at you and he's like, a, a, a monster with, with an axe. They, um, he, uh, it, I, uh, killed my mom and probably killed my dad and my uncle too i don't know what's happening but all of a sudden we're alone take them back to our camp i think they'll be much safer there roll we don't know roll a persuasion check for me please persuasion they're gonna be countering persuasion checks he rolled a 19. His persuasion is uh, also a 19. Um, you look beautiful, Bingo, by the way. Um, but Sorry, I gotta go. I gotta go remote, but I don't want to mess up your uh, overlay there, so I'm leaving the. <laughs> Appreciate it. Leaving the camera on. Appreciate it. Uh, with a 19, you got roll again. Roll another persuasion. Rollies. There's 12. Beep. Uh. Beep like very strongly suggest like looks at you and he shakes his head no and he's, he goes beep and he starts slowly walking away with the kids i'm gonna proceed to the camp to their camp where they came from okay so as you so you're rolling up a little late um i would say echo at this point as zane is walking away towards the camp you show up in the clearing that he blasted with the uh with a thunder wave um, I'm going to say, Elka, uh, Elka, you are now left without Alara. Alara and Ori are heading back to your guys' camp. Faten, you're still at the camp. Um, Beep is wandering away. Thaddeus, you're heading towards the kids' camp. Uh, Aiko, you do catch Zane walking away. Elka, Aiko, what did you, or did you guys want to follow Zane? Yeah, I'll just follow Zane. I was going to go back with Ori and Alara, because, like, my big sister instincts are kicking in with Alara. Okay. <laughs> She's like, oh no, small small being must help. <laughs> A small being. Bean. Okay. Since the uh, grass is so tall, I'm gonna run and jump on Zane's back. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'll take it. Okay, I was about to say. So he sees it. You easy enough. You run up and you're just kind of like uh, piggyback riding on uh, on Zane. Um, or if you want to sit like a parrot, you can too. I guess. Um, Zane isn't that tall. He's only about six foot, six foot one. So it's not like you're sitting on Ori's shoulders, but you could probably piggyback ride. I'd say. Yeah. So, you guys make your way to uh, um, towards the camp, and you guys get there slightly before Thaddeus. Um, what you see in the direction that Ori came from is blood everywhere. Um, blood sprayed across the, uh, the wagon that now has axe marks in it. You see a tent that is now fully on fire, uh, with the with the wooden beams now catching on fire. Uh, you see a cut in half corpse of a woman, shielding herself from a blow um, and blood spray all over. Uh, you look past that and you see a man uh, relieved of his relieved of his head. And another man with his arm cut off and a giant gash across his chest. <sighs> so what do you guys want to do? Seiko. Thaddeus. Is Thaddeus here yet? Thaddeus is now just ca casually walking up from the front. Thaddeus, as you walk up from to the front of the camp, you actually step over the head of the father that has rolled into the road. I'm just gonna look at Aiko and be like, shaking my head, be like, "Gee, it's like good, goodness, this is uh, this is really bad." What the hell happened? I was lost in the freaking tall grass over there. What happened here? Bandits happened. Bandits happened. These people were senselessly murdered by orc bandits like we were set upon the other day. They have dirty orcs. Are we sure that these were orcs? I'm sure enough, Thaddeus. If you wanna if you wanna go up to the bodies and make a make a medicine check, you could probably identify at least what weapon was used. Oh, I'm gonna be good. <laughs> now will we be able to see like any footprints or anything to try to identify if it was orcs? There are hoof prints all over the sand. Could have just been the oxen that they used to steer their cart. <laughs> oh, you need to stop. You need to tell the truth. I think it was Ori. We have a problem. Many. I saw the children. What children? Were they okay? As best they could be. All things considered. They're with Beep. He's taking them to another camp. I, I wanted them taken to our camp. I don't think that would be wise at this point. 
I think we should go track down Beep and try to convince him to bring him back to our camp or something so we can get him to safety. I don't think bringing them back to our camp would be wise. Assuming, from what I'm aware of Ori coming from this way, if it was him and we bring children back, if he knew the children were here, he'd probably kill them. That's a fair point. So I have a feeling they should just be with whatever other camp beep gets them to at this point. And we should figure out what we want to do about this. There is a... This site is... I wouldn't say regular on these roads. Um, but... Eiko, you would know, traveling in this country, knowing of the gruesomeness of some of the creatures and some of the orc bandits and some of the just general people on these roads, this isn't the first time you've came across a bloodbath like this. Um, and it, you are starting... You are aware... And I actually would like for you to make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. With fire and blood all around. You rolled a 19. What this does remind you of is when the orcs attacked your village when you were a child. Um... And uh, you do know that orcs would be willing to go this far and be this brutal. Um, however, the anecdotal evidence points to another direction. However, this does remind you of the brutality of the known orc tribe in this area. This is some crazy crap. It brings me back to the days where they they attacked my camp and gave me this crazy high-pitched voice. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that small one. But the past is the past. We must move on. Yes, but these children. Is the, is the mother wearing any what's left of her any jewelry you could uh, make an investigation check yeah let me check I'd say with advantage because she ain't, she isn't going anywhere you can take as much time as you want now since we're looking at this camp is there like any like crates or anything that we could possibly get supplies from um Shake. Oof. with a six it takes you a long time to look and I think being from your background, just going over a dead mother's body, knowing that there were children left behind and the way that she was killed uh, takes you a lot longer than you than you expected to get through it. However, after a long period of time, you do find her wedding ring. Uh, you also do find her a necklace with a brooch on it. Or not a brooch, but a locket. 
And in that locket uh, is a picture of her two children. Um, so uh, you can grab maybe this if you want. I may be a thief, gentlemen, but this is not for me. And I'm going to take them. You. I'm finding the children. Fair yeah. enough. Probably I'll, the right call. <laughs> I will be back. Well, I'll keep. I'm. A, is their cart okay to like for me to check? Yeah. Is it like um, fire? Going on Echo's uh, question. There's nothing in the in the range of supplies laying around except for the bow still sitting on the lap of the father, um, and the sword sitting on the ground next to the slumped over uncle. Um, but, uh, when you go look in the cart, there are a few days worth of supplies still sitting in any, the cart. Any jars? Roll an investigation check. You got it, buddy. That's I told terrible. you I'd get you them jars. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> People That's just die. <laughs> okay. Um, Pause real fast. Time out. What the fuck, Nate? Yeah, what's up? Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> Were there any jars with an 11? 11? They're pretty commonplace, you know, but like... As you search through their stuff, you find a jar of sand that is uh, sitting in a crate that is marked, uh, or what looks like sand, but is a jar, um, and it, what it, it's marked with a emblem that states Grandpa Joe. Oh, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> what are you taking it? Yes. Am I seeing this? No, you're already walking. You're, you're you're on the other side of the cart. I'm gonna dump out. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. All right. Sure, he would want to be at rest with you know the, pe the people that just died. <laughs> you're such a good. You're such a good guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'd like, hey, to give, jar. <laughs> I'd like to give context to the stream for this. I just random rolled. I had a D8 and I random rolled and a seven was grandpa's ashes. And that's what I rolled. So, um, yeah, yeah. You grab this jar, what looks like sand. It does have a little, little leather like necklace wrapped around or like string with a leather plate that says grandpa's ashes written in ink uh and kind of etched into the leather um or uncle joe it says uncle joe sorry um and it's a fairly large jar um but these it looks like sand to you in the darkness um so you wanna you can my dump out uncle joe just keep the jar oh God, I'm so sorry for the darkness of this episode. <laughs> oh my god. I told you I'd get you that jar. And you mother Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the stream, everyone. <laughs> right? Enjoy the story. 
Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm just standing, looking at the bodies and looking at Zane and just shaking my head. <laughs> Can this you even see I'm in a right now? <laughs> so, we uh, do give out an adult warning. The content <laughs> may be of adult nature. Oh, God. As I was walking away, as Thaddeus was walking away, and the two male bodies that had been hacked off, is there was there any like daggers that I would have I would have looked at to see if there were any um, daggers? By in them? in the one with the sword next to him, he does have a knife in his hand, like a hunting knife uh, that he was using to whittle a little piece of wood that is in his other hand currently. Going to grab both of those too. Okay. So you grab and the, then. So I'm gonna let's see what he was trying to carve. Grandpa Joe's body. So, oh no. so I just want to give context. I knowing who Ori is, I had a random table set out for random shit that would possibly happen, um, and I wanted the carving thing because I, I wanted I wanted to have a random carving thing. I'm gonna roll a d4. If he rolls a one, he's ro he's carving something for the kids. If he rolls a two, he's carving a wedding ring. If he roll if he rolls a three, he's just carving a little kid's toy. If he rolls a four, he's rolling a pendant that he's going to be putting at the gravesite to his father that just passed away. He rolled a two. He is what you find in his hand is a piece of wood that's very nice. It's like like solid hard wood, and you see what looks like he started to carve. It looks like he's worked on this for a few nights. Um, it's starting to look kind of like ring shaped, but it's still a solid piece of wood. Um, and the knife that he has in his hand is uh, very ornate but very sharp. So you take both of those? Yes. Okay. And I'm headed off into the direction where Beep was. Or was going with the children. And I will actually call out, Beep! Beep, where are you? Um, From where you're at? You don't hear it. You don't, he doesn't hear you. So you can continue walking down in, in the general area that he's going. Um... Okay, um, Echo, Zane, Zane, you just dumped, uh, yes. you just dumped, you just dumped the sand on the ground to join the rest of the sand. Um, so what are, so what, what is the action now? Like, what do you want to do now? I'm going to walk over to the guy that had the bow and I want to look in his sheep to see how many arrows he has. Okay, easy enough. You don't even have to roll for it. He only has three arrows. Um, All right, I'm going to take those. They're coming to the... Very clearly, they're, these people, based off the supplies they have, they're coming to the end of their journey. Um, And... The arrow, he doesn't... They don't have meant much supplies left. Um, What you do also find on him is a necklace. So... Uh, you notice as you're grabbing the arrows, he does have a necklace 
uh, on the nub that where his head was. If you want to grab that. Does the necklace have like any design, like it's, emblem or anything on it? It's just a leather strap. Leather strap? Yeah. yeah, I'll grab that. Okay. It's a uh, very much like the what you saw Zane or what you saw Thaddeus pull off of uh, the mother is a necklace, long leather necklace that has a, a locket on the end of it. Alrighty. Also, the tent, since the tent's fallen over. <laughs> Are there any, like, ropes or anything, like, attached to it that I could take? Yeah, there's a few pieces of charred rope. Mean... It's yeah. been burning for about 20 minutes now, I'd say. Yeah, so it, it's charred rope, so it won't be worth it. Yeah, so, um, you got, like, I mean, it's up to you guys, but the, uh, it does look like a crime scene here. I'm gonna kind of gather the bodies up with the cart, and I'm gonna light it all on fire. Okay, so easy enough to do. You set it. You, you just put the bodies in there, and you light it on fire. And you guys walking away now? Yep. Yeah. All right. So, as you guys walk away, you are you heading back towards camp, or are you going towards where Thaddeus went? Back towards camp. Camp. Okay. So Thaddeus, as you continue walking, you see Beep um, walking away from a camp and like, well, he's starting to turn away and you see Trevor run up behind him and he just like grabs onto his leg and just says, I don't know who you are, but thank you. And you see Beep turn around and pat him on the head and, like, pat him on the back and send him towards the group of travelers, which are, uh, which, where you look, the ones you can see, there's three soldiers in full plate mail. Uh, and you see a, what looks like a, a nun, um, sitting there with her shawl, with her thing off. Uh, or her, her headpiece off, and all you see is just her gown, her nightgown. Uh, but she very clearly looks like a nun. Um, and uh, she just kind of very quaintly smiles and waves towards Beep, and Beep gets down on all fours and dashes off towards the camp. Um... So while this was happening, I didn't want to say it out loud because you guys were in a, on a roll, and this is wow. Um, uh, Beep was going to do his best to try to dig into the memories of the child, uh, and so and he only got surface level thoughts. Uh, I rolled for it; he didn't roll very poorly. Um, what he saw was the glance back in a large silhouette swinging a great axe down onto his mother. And that is all he saw. So, you guys move back to camp. It is... That was first watch, y'all. Uh, that's... Did I get a chance to catch the kids? No. They're... They are now walking into camp. Uh, but if you want to... If you want to try to approach, you certainly can. 
that's what I'm going to do. Okay. And as you walk up, you uh, one of the soldiers in full plate is going to like slam his spear down and go, All right, now who are you? Um, I'm a traveler. We responded to the camp. I don't know who these children are or what happened, but I think that I have some items that they will want to keep with them for their memory. Uh, make a, um, well, now you're telling the truth. He's going to make an insight check on you just to see if you're telling the truth. He rolled a 15 and he sees that you are being mm -hmm. genuine. So yeah, he kind of just like gestures over and the kids are there now that Trevor having put, put down his sister on a in a safe bed is now slowly sobbing in the arms of what looks like the nun. A lady and young gentleman, what is your name? Uh, he looks up, kind of like bloodshot eyes. The, the young one, the young daughter is sleeping. Um, she's out. So, Trevor, he looks. Oh, is, yeah, it's Trevor. He, my, my name's Trevor. Trevor, my name is Thaddeus. From what I've seen of my past is similar to yours what you will grow and how you will grow I took the liberty of bringing a few things that I found that I feel might be important to you your mother's locket your mother's ring and appears to be what was a toy that your father was making for you or your sister a ring something carry these memories but understand your only true love now and that person that will watch out for you is your sister thank you and he grabs the things and he just kind of holds it tight and he just kind of gives you a half smile and like turns back towards the lady um the nun and like just kind of goes back to maybe not crying but like definitely looking for comfort so i assume you now head back to camp that yes is? okay and my hands are around the dagger okay of his of his father okay so as you make your way back, Ori, are you asleep by now? Yeah. Okay. So it's been about 10 minutes since you've gotten back to camp, I'd say. Ori has now fallen back asleep. I, I would have had some interaction. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have. With but... Ori when he got back to camp. Um, basically, I just would have asked, um, is the trouble finished? Yes. Good. And I'll light the fire back up and put my spear away and kind of go back to sleep myself. 
Okay. Assuming somebody else was up for watch. Yeah, well, this was Ori and uh, Aiko for the first watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... Oh, okay, so if yeah. Ori's going to sleep and Aiko's not here, um, I'll stay up and keep watch until whatever. Okay. So as everyone walks back into camp, um, Ori is sound asleep. Uh, in the tent, you see his... Uh, in the big tent that was provided, you see all you see are his hooves sticking out the the uh, the front of it, um, and you uh, you do notice his axe. Um, you you notice his axe is kind of close to his feet, but I think it he probably just crawled. I mean, it's up to you, Nate, but he probably just crawled into the tent with the axe in your hand and fell asleep. Yeah, he's like. Uh... I he LR is probably like on top of him or on his head. Yeah, homegirl is passed out. <laughs> yeah, where are you where are you at? Where would you sleep? Um, why are you how are you sleeping? Like <sighs> he's just sleeping on his back. Yeah, then I'll just be like right on your back. <laughs> on what? Like I'm laying right on your back. <laughs> okay, well uh like right on top of you. <laughs> okay. Uh or he's just gonna have his axe on him. Okay. And you guys walk out walk into camp. You see Vaten kind of slouched near the uh like crouched down near the fire. You see Ori already asleep in the tent. Uh with Alara. He's all you see are his hooves in the very bottom point of the axe. Um just barely sticking out of the tent. Um and you guys are back. It is late. You guys all just had an emotional roller coaster of seeing, well, the people that made it to the camp saw what happened. The ones that were in the field don't necessarily know what happened. Um, or chose to remain in the field, don't necessarily know what happened. Um, what you do is up to you. If you want more discussion on the topic or if you all want to try to crawl back into bed and get as much sleep as you can. Uh, we've wandered uh, into past the second, I'd say we're about a quarter of the way through the second watch by now. I'm just gonna go slump into my tent for the bed. Okay. I'm gonna be jar. sitting by the fire since I'll be taking second watch. Okay. And then in that case, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Okay. I'm going to crawl in the wagon into my corner and sleep with one eye open. Okay. And Beep is going to, along with you, Elka, take the second watch. Um, I'm, I really don't need you guys to roll. I'm going to say the rest of the night goes without issue. Um, I'm going to say Beep and... Actually, everyone except for Vaten um, and Ori uh, and Aiko uh, have taken a point of exhaustion. Um, you guys are tired. You wake up in the morning. Vaten, you're, you get up at your normal time to go scrounge and find things. Um, I'm going to say for the for ease of it, uh, you f- you wander out, uh, and you do find some, uh, 
I guess the best way to describe them are uh, mushrooms. They look like mushrooms, um, but they're like these giant what look like puff balls in the middle of the uh, middle middle of the field, and uh, they're you gather those. Um, you would know with your survival that they probably aren't toxic. They probably aren't. Okay. <laughs> um, ah, this of a dream. But. Everyone wakes up. Uh, people are tired. All of you, except for the three I mentioned, have a point of exhaustion. Uh, I'm going to say, Alara, you definitely have a point of exhaustion uh, since you got hit at night by a spell. And you used the spell at night when you're supposed to be sleeping. Um, you definitely have exhaustion. I was trying to think of that. Uh, but The morning comes to a slow crawl, and you're, the day is yours. What would you like to do? Uh, or he's going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to real quick turn Uncle Joe's ash jar into an alchemy jar and hand it to Vaten if he needs it for breakfast, and I'm going to go just crawl into the cart and just nap. <laughs> okay. Uh. Or he's going to take Alara over to Zane and kind of nudge him over. Are you, did you go back to sleep or what are, you, what are you doing? I wouldn't say I'm asleep like right away. Okay, I'd say so, I'm probably awake enough. All to... right, he'll, he'll nudge you and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you should apologize to Alara. Uh, he'll, hold, he'll hold Alara out to Zane. I'm, I'm just looking at him with these big yellow empty eyes. There's nothing going on behind them, and I'm just <laughs> looking. <laughs> is she even awake right now? She seems a little out of it. Barely. <laughs> I'll shake her a bit. Like a little bit. And I'm just like... Are you okay? Why did you wake me up? Uh, you, uh, I'm, are you are you all right from what happened last night? Traumatized. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't think anyone was near me when I did that. She just looks at you, and then she's just like, "It's okay. Hey, can you make me something?" I can tomorrow. I can't today. <laughs> and her dumbass is just like. Bye. Okay. Bye. He'll uh he'll look at Laura and be like, all better. And she's just like, Yeah, but I'm hungry. Okay. He'll uh I guess I'll walk over to the campfire, see if there's food there. There I mean, yeah. I guess Vatan describe what you made this morning. Um that is a darn good question with these uh, puffball things. Um, probably some hard bread um, soaked in milk from the alchemy jug. A um, little bit of honey, a little bit of sugar, or a little bit of honey for a little bit of sweetness. There we go, English. Um, and a um, probably a, a slice of whatever the 
thing I found on the side, assuming it's good to eat. I probably would have tested it on myself first. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you, you eat it. It tastes pretty good. Um, there's no adverse effects. Uh, in fact, biting into what you now realize is a fungus, uh, the mushroom, it tastes kind of like, which is a reoccurring theme, I understand, but kind of tastes like chicken. Chicken shrooms, chicken shrooms. But, <laughs> so that is, that is what is made for breakfast. Um, everyone, I assume, eats, uh, and we're gonna try to get back on the road, maybe? It's up to you guys, though. So I get it. Do I get a successful long rest? Yes. Okay. Everyone gets a successful long rest, but the ones I, the ones I said, definitely get a point of exhaustion. So what exhaustion does? One point, it's negligible. Most uh, the only thing that you, uh, your movement speed is down by five, and your uh, on attack throws for the day, you roll with disadvantage. In my form of exhaustion, because 5e exhaustion is stupid. What is 5e exhaustion? It's one, one point of exhaustion equals disadvantage for everything, and you half your movement speed. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just doing a minus five with disadvantage on attack throws for one point of exhaustion. Okay. But yeah, if we're getting back on the road, I'll like have somebody like. Tap me awake and I'll secure Alara again and then go back to sleep. Gotta strap the baby into the uh, car seat, yeah. <laughs> no killing the baby. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, Ori, make an insight check. Okay. Aurora. 14, so 15. 15. As you're about to mount up, you notice Thaddeus, the, probably the one party member that you haven't really spoken with, you haven't really gotten along with, and also you're on your guard with him because he is an elf. Uh, you do look at him, you glance over at him, and you can just see him seething a little bit with uh with a bit of anger um frustration sadness you do get the sense that he uh you don't know if that anger and sadness is point towards anything but you definitely get the sense that he's not that happy right now um you also get the general sense that a good portion of your of your uh, comrades are if not uh if if not concerned definitely moderately uh traumatized by the bloodbath they walked into um the only one who probably isn't is Aiko um simply because Aiko rolled the wisdom save of 19 he'd be a lot worse if he did not roll of 19 but uh you get the sense that a lot of people are being a little bit more quiet than normal so um, you guys 
You can make your way down the road. Um, Mondays. God damn it. <laughs> so you guys make your way down the road. Um, Alara, roll an animal handling check. And Oreo, roll an animal handling check. Oh, Lord. This has gone well so many times. Yes. Uh, Give me one second. 17. Okay. Hold on. Please don't roll on that one. My, like, phone is dying. So give me one second. Please be okay. Uh, 15. Okay. 15. No issue whatsoever. Um... You guys make your way through uh, a good portion of the day, no issues. Uh, after leaving behind the moderately traumatizing scene from last night, not really knowing who did it, having an idea for sure, but not knowing, um, you make your way to. Um, still want to drag that. Uh, you make your way to the to you make your way past this crossroad, which it says on a road sign, Watford this way, Stamford this way, uh, Stamford pointing north, Watford pointing east, um, and then you make your way up to this crossroad, uh, and you make it there, and it says Keister, East, Stamford, just ahead. What do you guys? Where do you guys want to go? I would like to go to Stamford first. Or he will point to the sign that says Stamford. We were heading towards Stamford anyway. We should continue. Yeah. Stock up on anything before we head out to the boonies. Boonies. Okay. So if, if that's what you guys as a collective want to do, uh, you are riding into the relatively large town of Stamford. Uh, you hear uh, jovial music um, being played in the background. I'm trying to find some jovial music. That's not it. Where is it? I know I have it. And you hear crowds cheering, you hear drinks being had. You've wandered into Stamford on the night of what seems to be a festival. Um, there's people all over the streets. There's weary travelers coming in later in the day, looking for places to stay the night. Um, where you go is up to you. So would everything still be open shop-wise today or no? Oh, absolutely. This is, you get the sense, there are people everywhere. This is like a, this is like a New Year's festival almost, in, in, in a sense. Like, there's, pe there's people dressed up, there's, pe there's bards on the corners playing music, there's jugglers, street jugglers in the street, 
uh, doing circus acts. There's people doing flips through the air. You see fireworks shooting up into the air. There's very clearly something going on in this in this town. You just don't know what it is. I'm gonna go to the nearest pub to get a drink. Okay. So you under a jack. I'm gonna look for a general store type place. Okay, so you're you're wheeling you're wheeling the uh, the cart through. You start to look up and just you see stone laid houses with uh, metal shingles, what seem to be metal shingles, not like steel plating or like metal plating, but like shingles, individual shingles. You see chimneys alight with smoke. You look farther up and you go. You look farther into town and it kind of goes on a little hill um, up the main street of where this festival is. Aiko, as you as you uh, are hanging to the side of the cart, you notice a very open pub with a lot of people around. Um, with the sign being kind of obscured by everybody. Um, but you notice that pub and are you just hopping down to go find a drink? Just ditching your friends or... No, I'm gonna um, let um, Thaddeus know that I'm gonna go grab a drink and I'll meet up with him in a few. Okay, so yeah. Uh, Be careful. Alrighty, yeah. I'm gonna go grab a drink. I'll, I'll catch up, up with y'all in a few. Alright, be careful. Alrighty. We'll do. Y'all be safe. Yeah. Looks like Lexi DC'd. Their phone probably died. Yeah, that's fine. Um, um, but can I call uh, Zane? Yeah. So okay. As uh, as you guys uh, make your way, to, you want to go to a general store? You said. Yeah. Okay. So easy enough to find. You're working your way through, and you notice a sign that has a hammer and shield plastered on the front of it, and you notice a moderately tall. Um, elven man like kind of stumble out of the front of the door and oh thank you man I'll see you later Louie and you hear from the inside get out of my shop please I need to do business here <laughs> and uh, you see Louie you assume a uh, short halfling man um, with slick back hair, brought like ash hair, uh, wearing very intricate button-down leather. It's like gold inlaid, like silk, with leather plate, like leather plated onto the front of it, almost like a chest guard. Um, you notice that he has uh, when he opens his mouth, he has he's missing one of his front two teeth. Um, and you notice. Uh, a uh, very curious uh, he kind of has a weird aura about him that reminds you of a for all of us uh, all of us who have met him like a, a car salesman almost just kind of like that, that era about them um, but he uh, he walks he starts to walk back into uh, into his story he's like ah I cannot believe the amount of drunkards are in this town right now. What the hell is going on? No one told me about this stupid festival. Your question's as good as mine. And he like, he like flips around 
and he sees you talking from the front of the from the front of the carriage. It's like, are you a customer? Yes, actually, yes. Good, good, good. Um, ooh, you might want to take your cart to the stables if that's if you're going to be. Are you staying in town for the night? Yes. Where would that be if you could point me, and I will be right back. He's like, actually, I can help you right here. Welcome. To Louis' wonderful store, where I provide stables, I provide inns. If you want beer, I could give you beer. It's, I too could give you beer, Whoa. if you believe that. What? Very well. If you're offering <laughs> trade, that would be most accepted here. Anywho, won't you? Yes, uh, Mister. Yo, ooh, a fine elven man. How do you do? Good, good. I'm sorry for bumping into you, sir. Oh, no, 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 no worries. Is this your is this your store inside? Your products are good. Uh, uh yes. Uh, go ahead and roll a slight of hand check for me. Thirteen. As you bump into him, you try to go for his coin purse, but as you go to oh hold on, that was an incorrect roll. Oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll take the 11. It's fine. Just take the first roll. Um, however, uh, yeah, you go to reach for his coin purse, and you notice that it's harder than you realize to grab his coin purse. And uh, you kind of tug, tug on it. He's like, oh, oh, um, sorry. I, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And he kind of gives you a little glare. Uh, as you get off of them. Um, but, however, so he's like, yes, stables around the back, and he points to an alleyway that's just big enough for you to get your carriage through. Excellent. So, you guys make your way back there, and he, he yells as you're, uh, as you're going by, he's like, I'll meet you around back! It's going to cost you three silver a night to park your carriage here. And then he looks at Ori. He's like, make that four. <laughs> That's about none. Um, make a uh, intimidation check uh, if you want. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone has to make a living. He'll keep, he'll park his uh, ox back there. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna say whoever wants to take the four silver can take it. If you guys want to split it, I'll do it. I'll I'll deduct it from my stuff. Okay. Um. All right. So you guys, you guys, uh, basically park park the old the the old speed wagon. Uh there and um oh i just realized bingo left us i didn't realize um and he like comes he comes like wandering out he's like very well very good okay so um you want wares do you want would you like a, a room for the night i have three rooms available that'll do cool great yes uh, they cost uh, two silver a night. Um, that's I don't know how many people you have in your party, but 
but I'm sure I can accommodate you. Uh, when it comes to wares, uh, we can want, we can come in the back door here. I am open for the next two hours, because apparently customers come in during these festivals, and he kind of, like, scrunches his face up. Um, okay, okay. Uh, we are in our party. <laughs> eight? Or seven? I think we have eight, right? Eight. Right now? Yeah. Well, technically yeah. seven because Aiko is... Right. <clears throat> I, will, I was going to ask something. Okay. I'll, I'll come, it'll come back to me. Okay. I forget. You could probably just sleep on the with the cot on the cot. Okay. So, uh, Aiko, as you... Um, first off, check your DMs. Second off... Um, as you walk your way towards the pub, um, you do notice a major crowd that is gathering at that pub you jumped off on. Do you want to continue going towards it? No, since I'm uh, in, small enough, I'm in the crowd. Instead of me going to the pub, I want to try to go down an alley and get on top of buildings and try to spy on Ori because of... What we think that he did at the camp, I just don't trust him. Okay. Um, easy enough. Uh, so, as uh, as that happens, I keep having people disconnect and reconnect. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like casually my talking. I'm, I'm like casually talking and like rearranging shit. Oh my bad! I'm trying to <laughs> not screw up by uh, not screw you up by leaving my video on despite not showing anything. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, that's well enough. Uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check for me. Stop. Stop. Nine. You gotta climb up. You're small. You go climb up the side of a roof, and it takes you, you with a nine. You made it. You you made it up, um, but it took you a lot longer than you're used to, and uh, it was a lot more labor intensive than you realized. Maybe you're a little bit more tired than you realized, um, having taken that point of exhaustion earlier. Um, but you make it up onto the roof. Uh, you do just faintly see as you make it up for the for time period sake, or from timeline sake, you see. Uh, Alara and Zane steering the cart into the alleyway back to the stables at this point on top of the uh, on top of the roof because they aren't that they're maybe six or seven houses down from you so um, yeah go ahead and uh, if you want to try to sneakily make your way there go ahead and I need you to roll a dex check for me general dexterity check and I need you to roll a stealth check for me not dex save, sorry. Just a normal dex check. You click your your, your dexterity ah. number on your uh, on your character sheet. The big number. Uh, you click where it says of dexterity above the big number. Yeah. In roll twenty. There it is. Seventeen. Yeah, you're able to stay on this roof and jump across very easily. Now roll a. Ah. Uh, no rule stealth check. Eight. You're small, but not that small. Um, you are. You do get noticed by some people in the crowd, but most of them are like, eh, 
Oh, well. Um, as you walk up to try to... You say you want to try to spy on or you just want to keep an eye on him? Just keep an eye on him. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, Ori, you're, uh, I'm going to, there's going to be combating roles here. Ori, I want you to roll a perception check and I want, uh, you to roll another stealth check. Here you go. 19. Can Ori beat a 19? Probably not. Uh, <clears throat> you said... Perception. Perception 16. Yep, no. You do not notice the... Uh, you look up because you thought you heard something. But, uh... Stop! I assume you have a cat in your lap, Todd. Yeah. Ye Sorry. Yeet, yeet the kitty. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. We're alive. Um, uh, but, yeah, you thought you heard something. Um, but, in reality, you, you looked up. You didn't see anything. You, you didn't notice anything. You are now stealth in stealth to Ori. Um, but you guys make your way into Louie's shop. Who wants to go into the shop? Me. For sure. Okay. You walk in and you hear a roaring fire at the fireplace. Um, and uh, maybe not this. Uh you walk in and lose well very well welcome to my wonderful shop if you're wondering what the name is it is louis wonderful shop uh i sell all sorts of things here whether they be weird arcane just general supplies if you need uh if you have the coin i'm willing to provide the product now what do we need well then, what do you got? I have a lot. Oh, <laughs> right. And you just see, you just see the small man. Um, uh, you see a small man just like get this very uh, kind of funny grin on his face. And he gets this little sparkle in his eye. And uh, he's let me show you what I have. And he just starts pulling out random shit. He's just like, invisibility cloak. Oh, that's about 3,000 gold. Um, healing potions. Uh, 50 gold apiece. Um, um, we might need those. Keep those out. Healing potions. Got it. And he puts like three of them down on the counter. And he's like, hey, he starts going through his drawers. He's like, I got coats for cold weather. I got tank tops for warm weather. I've got... And he, like, pulls out this, like, rubber thing. He's like, I don't know what that is. And he tosses it over, uh, tosses it over his shoulder. And he's just like, all right. What do you need? Side question real quick. Yeah. What's the, what's the uh, temperature? What's the season like um, where we are right now? It is in the middle of summer. Okay. So it is. It is now starting to get a little cool outside. It is probably it's close to midsummer. Just enough in the early summer that nighttime is relatively cool. Okay, never mind that. Fair enough. Excuse me, fine sir, but do you sell like combs for someone that might have blood dried in the hair? Combs. I could probably help you with that. 
and he like rushes around the counter and like runs up to a wardrobe and he's like all right all right all right very good very good very good um and he like he like looks down and thought for a second and he like his jaw kind of like lowers down like he forgot what he was looking for and he's like combs yes combs and he like reaches down into this wardrobe and he pulls out a horse brush it's like would this work and he looks back at you thaddeus not for me how much oh five bronze copper bronze yes Four copper and give it to the oaf and he like takes the horse brush and he like rubs it against his chin like he's thinking and he just tosses it to Ori. he's like four yes four copper you got to do any uh i have oh i have a hair comb and he pulls out this long wooden comb that's probably about three feet long he's like i don't know who i don't know who uses this probably big people not like me this is almost as tall as i am and he looks he looks right at he looks right at lk he's like hey it's probably just about as tall as you are too and he like he's like anybody want it anybody no okay he tosses it out he tosses it to somewhere else in the store and he like looks down and he's like i don't think i have any more combs will the horse brush work and he looks at worry oh he like brushes for a little bit he'll look down at the uh brush did, did it work yeah absolutely worked it started you, you, you actually it, it feels there's Does it feel good wiry bristles um that would kind of dig into your skin a little bit but you have thick hide so it kind of just feels like someone's scratching your back oh i like this <laughs> he'll, he'll start okay. using it kind of like all over its body okay so i guess some fur will probably fall down to the ground yeah fur clumps of blood bloody fur starts falling out like he starts shedding a little bit and louis like oh. well uh, not in the <sighs> whatever I'll rub it on his chin i suppose if you're gonna be spending money with me i suppose i can clean up after you uh anywho um Take care. any anything else anything else is it anybody else need anything in particular that would work with it i i probably haven't have oh. weapons I'll Weapons, take armor, trinkets, magical trinkets. I'll take two of the health potions. Two of the health potions, hundred gold. Do you, do you do you? What if we buy like a bunch more? How many do you have? And he like looks around his store, and you're now realizing this store is massive, and there's like it's like a really shitty pawn shop. Where there's just like things everywhere and things thrown in any which direction. Uh and he's like I probably have more. <laughs> he just starts searching around looking. Uh he's like, Well, you're trying to haggle with me, weren't you? I tell you what, if you buy one night stay for all three of my rooms and I'll even throw in, and he like puts the four copper back, and whoever paid for it, 
I don't know who paid for it. I, I didn't pay attention. Um, okay, he puts the four copper back in. It's like, if I find three more health potions, that's half a dozen health potions, and you stay the night for all three nights, I'll give you all six. Four, and he starts doing the math in his head, like counting on his fingers. So, yeah, yeah. I'll give you all six for 35 gold apiece. Ooh. If you stay the night, and I'll even throw in this horse brush for free. I've got some magical items you might be interested in, Louie. Magical items? Let me see. Yes. And he like I'm gonna he like I'm gonna show him the sending stones and the alchemy jar to start with. He almost un with unnatural speed zips over to you. And he like pulls out a monocle and like he twists the monocle and it like magnifying glass glasses out. He looks like he's like, oh yes, sending stones. And he looks like alchemy chucks. Ooh. And he like looks up with you with his like eyeball like pointing out towards you from the magnification. He's like, where did you get these? I made them. You made them. Excellent. I am I am an artificer by trade. You're a what? I hail from Ebrax. Never heard of it. Okay. How have you never heard of Ebrax? I've never heard of it either. Well, I mean, understandable. Looks up at Ori. I don't think you've heard of a lot. It looks up at Ori. He's like, except for screams. I'm glad you get me, big guy. All right. I've heard plenty of those. And he looks at him, he's like, how much you want for them? Which are you willing to part with? Because I'll sell you both. Guide? Sending stone price. I actually want to know what the price is because I don't know. See if Lars fucked us over in the first. I thought they were cheap. Actually, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Didn't somebody need some jars? We will talk about that later, Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, sending stones, sending stones, sending stones. Um, He looks at you. Now they come in pair. They come in the pair, yes? Yes. Fifty gold. And the alchemy jar? Hundred gold for everything or separate pieces. Yes, that does not help me, Louie. <laughs> and uh, roll an inside check. Thing, uh, getting to it. Sixteen. You get the sense he's really, really undercutting you. I think you could do a little better. A little better. If I, if I buy them and then I gotta sell them, you know how it is. I, I run a business here. I'll cut you a deal then, Louie. Do you have any regular jars sitting in this place? Jars? And he like turns, yes. he, he like does a sweeping look and un, unnatural speed again. Like he like takes a step and he's there. Like kind of poofs there. And he like looks at, he's like, jars? What, what size a jar? Doesn't matter. Okay. Any jar. And then he like points to the shelf and there's like 18 different jars 
all sitting out. Some with things in them, some half full, empty, preferably some empty. Uh, and he's like, "Well, that's a okay, empty. There's one that's empty. There's one that's ooh." And he like grabs it and pops the cork. He's like, "I don't know what that is. Putting that back on the shelf." All right. Um, um, I'll make you. I'll make you a deal, Louis. Yes. You give me a little bit better price for those two, and I'll take that jar in the morning and make you another alchemy jar. And his eyes get really big, and then he poofs but, in front of you. But, but we're going to stay for free. Free. I, I Wait, feel like that's rooms. pretty fair. Rooms, rooms yes. Rooms, yes, yes. rooms. Well, yes, the other jar will cover it. That I'll make you. Does that include the potions at $35 cold? I will make you a second alchemy jar. Tell if you, you let us stay for free and give me a little better price on the two things I'm selling you. Um, I'm going to say persuasion, please, and thank you. And do twenty four. <laughs> that's a twenty. That's a nat twenty. Haggle. <laughs> and he just like, he like grabs his face a little bit and stretches his skin a little bit, and then you start to realize his skin is a little bit stretchier than at like, what seems normal. And he's like, "Well, okay." You know what you can do with those jugs. Alchemy jar. Right? Yes, I am aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. You can okay. make me another alchemy jar. Yes. And we stay for free. Uh, and you give me a slightly better price. That It's going to make you more money than what we're staying for. This is a good deal. Uh, very well. Plus, plus, think of all the things you get from the alchemy jug. It can be acid, basic poison, beer, honey, mayo, Oil, vinegar, water, fresh or salt, or wine, Louis. This could be whatever you want it to be. And then you start with the insight and the nat 20 on the persuasion. His, uh, all of his morals as a businessman go out the window. He's like, I was trying to undercut you by, by, by a thousand percent. One thousand percent! <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So you're going to pay me better than what you told me before. Well, it wasn't quite a thousand percent, but still, I need to make a profit here. Um, with rooms and health potions at thirty-five gold apiece, and what you said, thirty, sir, thirty, thirty gold apiece on the health potions. I'm dealing with this, Thaddeus. Calm down. Thirty? Did I say thirty? Yes, you did. Make a persuasion check. I heard 25. <laughs> hey, no, I said 35, damn it. Okay. You said 30. Um, with 35 apiece, and... 30! And he looks right I'll at you, Thaddeus, and he does this, and he, like, like, clamps his fingers down, and he, like, you can... You can sense he's getting a little frustrated with you, repeating 30. He's like, I know I said 35. Shut your mouth. Okay, let me think here. 35 apiece for six health potions. Free night stay. Alchemy jug coming to me. Sending stones coming to me. Yes, and then another alchemy jug in the morning. 
another alchemy chip. Give me the three magical items, and you get the you get the six uh, you get the six health potions for free, and you get the knights for free, and you get the stupid hairbrush for free. Deal. Deal. Cool. Could cool. I please have have just a glass jar or a jug? Oh right! Didn't, you want, didn't you want glass jars? Tall. I do. Oh. Well, he looks at glass jar. It's like I have six empty glass jars. I know all both of you want them. Silver apiece. That's fine with me. All right, and he like has all three of them like in his like in between his fingers, and he's just like, and he like poofs over there, and grabs them and then poofs back, and you're now realize someone make an arcana check. Whoever's proficient in arcana, make an arcana check. I am. My he is misty stepping his way to victory right now and for some reason he's doing it without any issue without any uh hesitancy without anything like that so uh you get that sense anyways um it's like i have six six I'm silver six silver for all of them sure gonna, i'm gonna hand him six silver very well. Here you go. And he hands them over. It's like anything else. Weapons, armor. Weapons, armor. Yes. And he poofs over to this weapons rack. And there's a lot there. Some rusted, some not rusted, some kind of new. He's like, over here, big guy. Anybody else want any weapons? 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 Armor? Um... Do you have any you... rapiers? Rapiers. What are those? Magical. Oh. <laughs> I'll hold up one of mine. They look like this. And he poofs over to you. And he looks at you. He's like, Skitty blade. Got it. And he poofs back. <laughs> he's he's like shoveling. And he starts grabbing like axes and throwing them behind him. He's like, rapiers, rapiers. Yes. And he, he like starts throwing things over his shoulder, like weapons, sharp weapons over his shoulder randomly into his shop and like you see like a, a hand axe stick into the wooden into the wooden wall behind him you see a dagger a dagger lands at zane's feet <laughs> he's like rapier yes i got one and he holds up this really rusty ass skinny like rapier he's like he's like, oh you probably don't want this this is really rusty and he like he like quiet like turns around. He's like, "Well, let me let me fix it real fast," and he starts to wipe his hand across the blade and turns it into a not rusty blade. He's like, "Here you go, brand new." Is there anything special about it? I mean, I I have two normal rapiers. I'm looking for hopefully something more magical. And he looks at. He's like, "Well." Let me see. He's going to roll an Arcana check. He actually has no idea what this blade is. He rolled a nat one. <laughs> yes! It is one of the... It's Slayed a Dragon once. Um, It has magical abilities for people who just happen to be rabbit people. Don't you want it? it it's Slayed a Dragon? I am good, thank you. Try... Oh, I'm sorry. I... Okay. 
and he like i'm gonna leave and he like slow you watch him and okay you slowly watch him wipe his hand back over and you get uh zane with your arcane check you see that he's pressed digitate press the digitating the sword to look not rusted and he puts it back to where it's rusted he puts it back down on the weapon rack So you, is there you, any weapons? Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> is there any weapons that are not rusty? No, of course. Um, and he looks at the two great swords you have on the back and the great axe that you also have on your back. He's like, "Well, do you need anything more that than what you have?" Uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anything better than these? And he... I assume you unsheathe them. Uh, yeah. And he poofs over to you and he, like, stands on his tippy toes to look up in your hands. And he's like, well, those look pretty nice. But I might have something that's better. And he, like, walks over to the wall behind him. And there's this massive glaive that is, uh, that's sitting there. And it's sparkly blue finish uh titanium like looks like brilliant silver blade and he like tries to jump up and grab it and he's like shit ladder and he like poops over to the ladder and then poops back over with it and then like puts it down and he stands up and grabs it and it's like really heavy for him so he picks it up and brings it down and he's just like well will this do and he's like holding it up like shaking his arms uh I, I sheath one of my swords and I I grab it. Very well. I do know what this is. This is what we like to call the executioner's glaive. Oh. Does it Put up your alley? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I, um, do I notice anything special about the blade? Like any carvings or? It's very shiny and silver. To, what, to your knowledge, you don't see any carvings or anything like that. What do you think, Zane? He'll hold, he'll kind of hold the blade close to Zane. Can I see any bullshit from it or can I tell if it's magical? Roll an arcane check, arcana check. 10 you can yeah. that's what you need to roll because it's right in your face um you do notice that the blade is is slightly enchanted um you do not know what the enchantment is but you can tell that it is enchanted somehow and that it it probably is magical how much are you looking for for it? The Executioner's Glaive. How many jars to buy this? Jars? I don't have enough jars. You probably don't have enough jars, given the fact that I just sold six of them to your friends. Um, probably... Call it 1,500 gold, and it is all yours. Hmm. I think we're a little short on money, buddy. It is nice. 
I'm willing to haggle. Hmm. Trade, perhaps? How much would you be willing to give up the axe you've got, Ori? I like the axe. I like the axe, too. Are you trying to pawn off a murder weapon to my NPC? <laughs> no. It might be a good idea to get rid of that axe. It's but it could help us drive the cost down. It has seen its night at work. Um, What's the damage on this glaive? I actually don't know glaive's base damage. I believe it's a D10, but let me look. I've never, I've never used a glaive. Neither have I. I've always used great axes and great swords with my barbarians that I play. Uh, yeah, it's one D10. Um, damn, let me see the. Let me look up the executioner's glaive. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, it is a one D10 plus six plus one D6 and uh. You Zane, you pro you wouldn't be able to know this, but it's one d ten plus one d six damage. I'm just gonna say for the sake of it, um, the one d six is lightning damage. Ooh, that's kind of cool. What's your axe do currently? Uh, two d twelve. That's up to you, bud. Light lightning damage is cool. Um. <clears throat> How about dish? And he'll like lean kind of up close to his face. Yeah, okay, hello, yes. Is there anyone you don't want around anymore? What? What do you mean? Uh, no, 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 he doesn't mean anything particular by it. Do you want anyone killed? Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, oh, I don't. I'm not a madman. Oh. What's mad about? He'll put the glaive down. I don't think I can get this right now. Maybe next time, bud. It'll be here. It's been sitting on that rack forever. Maybe you should lower the price for it. Well. I know who made it, so and I know how much I pay, I paid for it, so I need to make some profit on it. And you know somebody else who made you other items. I'm just gonna be like, oh right, the art, the uh, al alchemist, artificer. Sure, you make magical items. I do. Huh. Talk to me in the morning about it. Will do. Um, and he's like, does anybody else want anything? Because it is getting late. Oh. And he looks at the... Uh, there's a... A uh, grandfather clock sitting in the corner of his shop. Ticking away. And he's like, oh! It's getting quite late. How would... How does everyone... Did you see my... I did. Did you see my note? Yeah, you easily picked that up. <clears throat> okay. Um, do you, I just would like you to look at two things for me and tell me if there's any value in them? Sure, sure. I can appraise them just as much as you want. I have this clear gemstone. Right. 
Okay. Given to me by a lizard man. Okay. Lizard I man. don't don't know what it's for if it's valued. Understood. Let me look. Let let me appraise that. Identify thirteen. Um. Yes. This just looks to be. Uh. By the looks of it, it's just a gem. I don't know. Doesn't have any magical powers about it. Is it a high quality gem? A low quality gem? Uh, with the it's not really cut um very well at least so i'd say uh, medium quality i'm sure an artisan who knows what they're doing may be able to do something with it i don't i couldn't give you a price for it though well i could always give you a price for something if you want to buy want me to buy it i'll give you a you know, two gold for it oh okay how about this dagger this or this dagger, I guess, sharpening blade, uh, carving blade. Right. Which one are you showing him? The one you picked off the ground or the one that you took off the guy? The one that I took off the guy. He looks at it. He's like, well, it just kind of looks like a hunting knife. Um, I don't know. Five silver? Oh, no. The value of it is much, much more important to me. Okay. Hold you this. could say it came from somebody's soul very well um well then i guess that's not something you'd want to sell anyways no okay well if any, does anybody else have anything they want from me if not i would like to go to bed i do i will show you to, well actually i won't show you to my room we'll show you to your room and he like and he's just like clarence and he snaps his fingers and you see this little um like with two like large wooden wheels attached to them, uh, automaton, um, with a cylinder, like a circular, circular body and like this long cone head. And he rolls up and he's like, bedtime. And he points, bedtime. points, points down the hallway. Follow. And you guys follow uh, I, th I think the only ones in here aren't uh aren't are Aiko, elka and Fatan. so if you guys want to go try to tip people off on that you certainly can but yeah as you guys i mean it's up to you do you want to follow the, the clarence the tomatone yeah i'll go see where the rooms are but i might go hit, hit a little bit of the town up okay before going to bed okay um well, we're running a bit late here um okay yeah i need to head off in a bit yeah uh but okay so you you wander down the hallway and you notice three fairly large rooms they have two beds in them each um with a sofa and one of the rooms that has a sofa uh which is a rare commodity in towns like this especially uh out in the country a little bit farther from artemis um but there's beds there's a sofa the rooms are probably about 100 square feet not very large but large enough and uh, all three could easily fit your troop inside them for the night excellent okay i think i'm back welcome back huzzah 
Um, sorry, uh, does anybody know offhand? Because I don't have obviously anything in front of me right now. Um, what the base AC is for studded leather? Fifteen, I think. I don't think it was that high. It may be a little um, lower. Studded leather is uh, twelve plus dex. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Never mind. I'm good. Okay. So as you guys, as Zane, you wander down the rooms. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, Aiko. Well, let's say, Aiko, you saw everyone go inside. What do you want to do? You're still up on the roof. Um, since I haven't seen them come out in a while, I'm just gonna go find the nearest tree and go to sleep. Okay. Um, I assume someone would wander out and tell Vaten and Elka that they're staying the night. Oh, most definitely we would, yeah. Okay. I would do it. Okay, so, uh, as you guys settle down for the night, um, Zane, if you want to go out on the, on the town and drink a little bit, you certainly can. We'll just say that you did. Um, we'll go ahead and settle down for the night. Everyone gets a long rest. A needed long rest. Anybody with a point of exhaustion that is deleted, um, and uh, uh, that is where we're going to end it tonight. Um, we will be back next Sunday, same time probably, um, with whatever adventures that you guys find in Stanford and beyond. Yay! So, cool. So, I appreciate you guys. I'm very excited to see where this goes. But, thank you guys. For, yeah. for record keeping, do we, uh, who has the, the healing potions? Uh, I have two. Uh, yeah, uh, he has two. Uh, Zane has two. Um, I would assume Ori would want two. <laughs> I have two. I guess. Can I grab at least one? Elka can have one, and Thaddeus can have one, and then. Uh, uh, what kind of healing potions? Uh, they're just normal. They're just they're just normal. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sixty-four are my healing potions because five e healing po healing potions are five d four, or not five forty four, and they're really shitty. <laughs> It's like 50 gold for 44 worth of healing. Like, no, I'm good. So, yeah, there's 64 um, for healing. Uh, yeah, so that'll do it. Thank you, guys. Um, if you have any questions for me on um, anything character sheet-wise, because you start thinking about spells if you're a spellcaster. Don't get me spells at my next level. Um, but I think I might. Yeah. To everyone that stuck around for the night, thank you for hanging out, Corgan. I saw I saw you in there the whole night. Uh, thank you for chilling. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be doing a live. Actually, I think we're probably gonna do a live stream next week as well. Um, so we'll be back Sunday, and then we will go back on a schedule of pre-recording and posting probably uh, probably the week after that. But we'll find out. Anyways, thank you guys. Have a good night. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, bud.
Do later on. So have a good night, guys. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful night. And uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Same place, same time. Uh, we'll be picking up the story from then. Have a wonderful night. Peace out.